This is Dennis Hopeless, writer of Spider Woman, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> I noticed a little tiny pause for for a couple of seconds. That you, you're I, waiting I, for him to come step on you. I was waiting for him and to see if I was going to hear a go because we've should. been we've been pretty good. I should be used to you saying go instead of just three, two, one. So, but I'm, I still pause with that. <laughs> pause. P-A-W-S. It was a good day. The date was a good day. Yeah, I wish I got more done. Dude, you got some BMIs running yesterday. Dude, you're like, where's, where's the crusher at? Like? <laughs> I'm annoying. No, you're not where's annoying. You're like fixing <laughs> shit with Jordy, getting everything done, making the impossible possible. Yeah, you're do. a youthful, you're a youthful geek. Yeah. yeah. You can get virtual machines. I couldn't do that. No, I can't. Every time I see something that's even remotely HTML, I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. What? And you're doing no, that's it. And you're doing code, which is even hard. It's HTML. Hurts my hand. Too structured for your hand. Big time. And then CSS. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Yeah, let me, let me do everything I got to do in Notepad. That's right. Notepad. It's the best. Got it over. Remember when write articles for the site? That was fun. Oh, snap. I knew it was coming. I said to myself, them fuckers have to have like a secret chat room or something on the Slack where they're just like, yep, another week. Didn't have anything in. I guess comics were only fun for two weeks. No, no. I'm just I'm trying to get shit done. Ridiculous all the time. Biz, why would we need a private Slack channel? Because we could just say so he'd be it like talking and shit. Well, just well, he probably well, initiated it. You just went along with it because you didn't want to make him feel bad. I know how you are, but I he, don't sneak around. Dude, I bring it right to you. I don't. I love you too much to fucking sneak. <laughs> the devil. Oh, God. You're like I'm busy, man. <laughs> Working on shit. I'd pee my pants if I was wearing. Any. Well, I am busy for once, but I I will make time this week to get some nice articles up there on our new website. Mm-hmm. I promise. I always come through. How about me dropping that image on you like it was just like fresh out of the oven? You didn't even use it. Wait, what did I use for the eleven o'clock? Um, eleven o'clockers. I did use it. Yeah. Oh, it's under. It's, yeah, it's but it's the underneath the, the, the. Yeah. But you you wanted to have a nice little cycling, the creators or exactly. the genre. So I yeah I got. It. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. So now we got two images, which is even better. That's all right. Did you do that one yourself? The one that's on there now. Uh, yes, I drew all the people in the audience. From SketchUp. Use that man's paint. Greg Land showed him how to do it. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 458. Oh, man. And I am Vince B. Oh, my Lord. I, uh, I'm David A. Price. Are you sure you're David A. Price? I, I am. You know what? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure. You are. Are you sure? Who are you going to be this week? That's who I want to find out. Well, it depends because I can bend reality to my to my being because I am Abram Adams. Oh, my heart just went, what? Is he going to? Oh. You could have been Mishka too, you know, but since you're male and all, 
I, I thought. Well, you they. I, I think once you've attained what Mishka and Abram have attained, they could be male, female, whatever they want to be. It's true, but no, you are not codenamed Divinity. You are Jason Wood. What's up? And you're talking Valiant. It's like we've we've jumped the timeline, like the Valiant universe, into some kind of bizarre territory where anything's possible. What do you think gets Raph to turn off our show faster? When we say we have a guest or that we're talking Valiant. We should have the Valiant people on as guests. Oh, he would explode. His well, dreads dude, would be like on fire. If I could have Trevor Harrison draw me a domino, I would be most pleased. Oh, he's and you know, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But you know where you can get all this stuff that we're alluding to right now? Where? Have an idea. Yes, Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com. One more time. DCBService.com. Get all your stuff, all your funny books and your collectibles and all your shirts and everything at rock bottom prices. They discount everything in the previews catalog. Massive discounts. Unfortunately, ellipsis, the uh, list of specials is not up yet because the previews just came out Wednesday. So they do have to do their little magic and input all of the books and, and items that are in the preview. So it takes a little time. And then they got to decide mm-hmm. what we're going to discount massively. But rest assured, those discounts that I just told you about will be both deep and plentiful. Yes. DCBService.com. Go there. Or B-square. Okay, Huey Lewis. <laughs> you need yeah. a new drug? No, he's hip to B-square. Right. He needs a new drug. Speaking of drugs, what are we drinking? (sighs) What are you drinking, Vince? I. Since it got you here all late. Yeah, well, Grey's Anatomy got me here late. I am having the Cabernet Sauvignon (laughs) in honor of my buddy. Look at you all up in the grape and shit. From 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 who from where um, from when? Let's see. I gotta lift up the ten pound jug. Here this again. is like I don't know. Oh, like that's right. No, yeah. it's it's a big it's ass bottle, Rossi man. Over here. No, it's he's, living. He's got a box. It's a box. He's to... Oh, I, you said that you're not supposed to shit on the boxes because it's just as good as other wines. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. You told me that. <laughs> you said, dude, this wine in the box, this shit's good. Because it's got the 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 um the cap the in there. Yeah. So it'll, it'll keep, Listen. Um, Listen, around, Linda. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, there are box wines that are now like officially drinkable. But I mean, come on! I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> name of this stuff. I don't care. I get my coffee now. You know what they do have though? They do have very good wines these days that have twist off caps. This has a twist off cap. Perfect. Yes, and it's called Livingston Cellars. Okay. Uh, I've seen that. Living yes. sellers with a C, as in mm-hmm. not the first floor. Right. Yeah. Got it. It's good. I like it. I don't. I, I'm not hard to please. You're not. When it comes to food and shit, I'm not. Mm. Okay. Especially when it comes to the food. True. Right. That's even. But Dap had a. Ah, uh. oh, here we go. Uh, Dap had a counter me on the. Slack today when I said provolone was the best cheese ever. <laughs> and he's like, it's all right. It's fine. It, it's no mozzarella. Well, provolone's all right. It's kind of lacking a little flavor, though. No. Seriously. Well, you're not getting the right provolone then. Mild, I mean. Can I have some candle with with, with my ham? Candle? Yeah, oh, you're that. saying wax. 
You both are full of shit. What are you drinking? <laughs> Who me? <laughs> okay. Yes, you. Like I am drinking. I am drinking. Uh, I mentioned this this vintner uh, a couple weeks back, Mojave Rain, hmm. and uh, this time I'm drinking their 2015 Merlot, hmm. aka Merlot. I was drinking a cab uh, a few weeks back of theirs, which I enjoyed quite a bit. So I'm busting out the Merlot. It's very good. Does that come in a box too? <laughs> it comes in a box of a case of bottles that I had. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. Yes. Beautiful box from Bright Cellars. Hmm. Now here, I'm a, I'm a novice when it comes to wine, obviously. Yes. Are, are there any wine companies that actually screen print their labels? Because I would be all over that. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Like take it to another another level of artifice, like screen print the label, hand apply it to the bottle. Like, Are there any huh. that are like grassroots like that that try and go – Beyond simple, you know, automation with the, you know, the way it is now. I don't know, bro. I'd like to know that. Uh, uh, listeners, chime in. There is a... Did you Google that? Uh, it's Millbrook in New York. I don't I don't want to say that they do the whole... That the production line is set up that way, but what they do offer... Um, they have a, uh, contest or, or a, um, they, they have, whether it's photos or paintings, they actually have a contest every year to have, um, local artists do the labels. How local? For the, I don't know if they really have to be like, you know, in the in state. The state yeah. Cause you're, you're close, but I could sleep yeah, over. And, and, and when you, uh, that's true. Um, and when, uh, during the tour, you can actually um, visitors can vote on on their favorite. Oh, label. that's cool! I like mm-hmm. that. Good for I like you. It. Yeah. Uh, so, I. What are you drinking? Uh, 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 an oldie but goodie. One of my favorite standbys. This is from Redwood Creek. Like oh. Vince, this is the Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice. We're all doing the grape tonight. Are. It, it, because it was a week of surprises, wasn't it? Oh, it was. I think was. I think I I was pleasantly surprised by a book, and I think the same book in turn pleasantly surprised Jason. Uh I'm I'm curious to see if if it's pleasantly surprised, but yes. Oh, uh, he tell you something about it? No, no, no. Nobody said anything. All right. What did I not say anything about? Do we have any thank yous to get out of the way before we jump in? Uh, I do want to thank Mr. Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah. And we will get into that in a little bit, but, uh, he knows what he did, uh, aside from being extremely talented, but, um, uh, you'll hear from us. He does it on purpose. Uh, he does. Soon, uh, mm-hmm. regarding a new series from Image. Uh, the second issue will be available in this month's previews that will be Coming our way very soon. How about, isn't that uh, nuts that he has two issues done even before the first issue solicited? Love it. No, but no, yeah. that's wrong. That's wrong because the first issue was solicited in this in January, right? This past previous, but still, before right. the first issue even shipped, he's right. will probably have three issues done. Yeah. So, um, but crazy. Uh, we're 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 talking about we were um, gifted, privileged, honored, 
able to see the first, they get a sneak peek of the first two issues of Extremity, uh, published via Skybound from Image. And, um, I just want to thank DWJ for that. Well, why don't, why don't we run right into it then? Like that well, would, that's a nice little segue. Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, as David just told you, Extremity is coming out from Image. Written and illustrated by Daniel Warren Johnson. Color mm-hmm. art by Mike Spicer. Yep. And it's a neat little sci-fi tale of warring clans, which on its own is cool. But um, in, the, in the first issue alone, you get a lot of backstory. Like, who are these people? Well, you got the two warring clans are the Paznini and the Roto, okay? And the Roto, they both have strange markings on their faces, mm-hmm. which, which I find really cool. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to me that the, the, the planet they were once once inhabited broke apart over the millennia, and they live on these floating islands. Like, imagine a Yes, a Roger Dean painting, a Yes album cover come to life. Like, there's these huge chunks of earth just floating in the firmament and they just live on them and there's a caste system i mean the 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 floating planes that are towards the bottom of the the stack are the lower caste systems and then as they go up and up and up at the very top that's where the paznini reside you guys got that yes out of this yep okay Mm -hmm. with you so far all right. So in the first issue, you have um, this young girl. She's a princess of the Roto. Her name is Thea. And what happened was there was an altercation between – see, her father's leader of the clan. Um, uh, they call him Abba Jerome. Well, his name's Jerome. But I guess Abba is, Abba the, de- is, like is leader the designation yeah. leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has two children. He has a boy and a girl. The boy is named uh, Rollo. And mm-hmm. Rallo's not too keen on following in Daddy's footsteps. He's he's more of a passive. He's a, he's a yeah, he's he's got a weak stomach. He's he doesn't. He's kind of hands off. He can't. He's S A W F T soft. <laughs> he is. He is kind of soft. Whereas Princess Thea will do what has to be done when it needs to be done. But we get backstory in that the the uh, pa- I want I don't want to say this wrong. The Paznini won this little skirmish and uh, because of, of their victory they um his daughter the Paznini's daughter was scarred in a border dispute she was once beautiful but now her face is all ripped to shreds and because of that because the roto took away his daughter's quote best feature which i find it hard to believe that beauty is a person's best feature maybe she was a scumbag i don't know that's a dick yeah what they did was uh Princess Thea was widely renowned among her people for her art. She could draw very, very well. And it, it was a cause for celebration and she, it, it was a, a thing that would rally her people and, and the pride and everything. So what what um, the Paz Nina Nini did was they took her hand, ripped her hand right off. Yep, eye for an eye. Yep, you, you took the best part of um, – my daughter and the, the the leader of the Paz Nini is his name's Nim. Real cool costume. Love the hand 
accoutrement. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's got he's got like a creature's skull um, ornamentation like on his trap. hand. Yeah, and he just and he, and he ripped her hand right off. Um, and the mother was killed too. We can't forget about that. The um, Abba Jerome's wife was killed. Yeah, um, so he's like, stomach. and it's it's hard to get his son Rollo to to rally, but he's like, look what these guys did to us. They killed your mother. They took your sister's hand, and you little pussy, you don't want to fight. Like you're crazy. Is that bad to say? Is that insensitive? But I'm right there with you. No, he kind of <laughs> is. Like, step up, dude. These people are, are are ravaging your 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 clan here. Um, but the uh, the Rodo are not without their own devices because they plan a counterattack where they're gonna breach this Paznini garrison and the person who steps up is Princess Thea and she gets on this uh, Star Wars-like speeder bike, um, better designed, and she infiltrates the uh, stronghold and blows up the power generator, Mm -hmm. which drops the searchlights. See, if the searchlights were were still on, they'd all be blown out of the sky. But now, Mm -hmm. under a cover of darkness, the Roto ship literally rams the stronghold it just it comes straight out of the sky and boom rams the castle wall giving the the roto an in and they just go in and slaughter yep that's basically the first issue mhm um there are other things the the leader of the this the the head of the Paznini garrison was a man who was very adept at playing the violin. That was his thing. It seems like everybody has a thing, which mirrors life, right? And um, Jerome thinks it prudent to take his hands as well <laughs> as a message yeah. to, to to the higher ups to to um, Nim, and they send him. They leave him there with a banner saying, "Now we're coming for you." And he's got. They they were nice enough to p- gently place his violin on his leg, which he'll never play again. And that does not sit well with the 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 queen and him. And that's where issue two picks up. It's amazing. Like I expected this book to look really great, mm-hmm. and I knew that Daniel was. Um, adept at writing from Space Mullet, but this really blew me away. It clicked. Every page just clicked. The conflicts are working. The the mythology that's here is working. It's just it, there's a fully realized world in this first issue. You don't often get that. Like, yeah. And I'm I'm thinking of Reborn, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's putting um, talents that were in the business. Far longer than he to shame with this issue, I think. I think you're right. You guys want to comment on this? Yes. So, first of all, brilliant title, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because Extremity, I'm thinking, okay, it's a violent book. Like, you know, we're talking about, like, taking it to the extreme. But as you alluded, I mean, she loses her hand. Uh, Another gentleman loses both of his hands. And uh, there's a lot of value in said extremities. Sure. And so it's just such a fascinating play on words. Yeah. Another thing I love is that um, the setting, you know, again, warring tribes are like a child trial trying to avenge his parents. That's not new ground, but this idea of interweaving the importance of the arts into the lives and value proposition of these people right. is awesome, right? Because, yeah. like, the bald dude, instead of being a court jester, 
he's a wonderful violinist. And then, like you said, she's an amazing artist. And uh, I just love that. And it's so appropriate that a, a passionate artist like Daniel, when he's setting to create his own story, would recognize the importance and wonder of art, artistry, right? So I love that. Um, but the thing that's great about that is in spite of it having a lot of nuanced, uh, really thoughtful and, and I would even say emotional beats to it, uh, it's not at the expense of the, of the, of the violence and the action. I mean, it is a, it's such a well-paced first two issues. There's so much action and they're just whooping that ass. I mean, heads are flying, guts are getting spilled. I mean, people are getting gaffled. I mean, and DWJ is just crushing it with the, with the, with the, with the, with the gore. I mean, yep. he's, he's, he's just, he's making the gore come to life in in such a fantastic way. And I, uh, I told you guys, I had a pull quote for this one. I, I think this is, uh, this is what Mark Miller's reborn was meant to be. If it was actually good. We were both thinking reborn. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's what I said. I said, all that's missing is a neutered cat. Right. I know, but yeah. only this is good. Yes, I agree. This has life. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Right. It just, this does not need a neutered cat. Everybody. I mean. Everybody yeah. Is, I think everything needs a neutered, neutered as cat. it is. But yeah. But one of the things in the in the first issue that also cements the fact that there's like disharmony going on in this family mm-hmm. when um, Jerome wa- decides to take the uh, his name was Osmond take the violin player's hands. Rollo's the one who. Was next in line to it, do it, and he couldn't right. do it. So right. um, his sister Thea's like, "All right, Fuck it. I'm up," and and <laughs> she has no problem taking this guy's hands because yeah. she knows this what's at stake, and she knows what was done to her. And there's there's a whole big package of um, uh, experience that that she's in on that her brother's not. Like you you can you can watch your sister lose her hand but you're never going you can empathize and she's your sister so you, the feelings are there but right. you'll never feel what she feels. Not especially being an artist. What like oh my what if you know I don't want to say that but yes. if that part of me was gone too I'd be like I, what do I do? Right? Mhm. And she also recalls that um while it was happening to her he was playing for um for Nim and, and for the the Paznina and she knows that he was there having a gay all time. He had there was absolutely no reason for him to stop playing his violin while she's getting mauled. So mm-hmm. she's she has yeah. that extra He serenaded you know, her loss. Reasoning for yeah. um for for exacting that revenge. But yes, it's something that needs to be done. It's not they're not they're not killing him, which could be worse to some degree, but, uh, it's, it, it's all about, it, it, it seems to be just a never ending cycle of revenge. You know, you, you take us out, we take you out. And, and the first issue, I had a very, uh, especially when they ran into the stronghold, I got a very, um, for some reason, a, uh, a Lord of the Rings vibe, uh, especially with the two towers and there, all the, uh, the orcs are coming to um to take them on but this as great as the first issue was i think i liked the second issue more i'm with you um the first issue i mean it definitely you're you're in hip deep right from the beginning i mean daniel's mm-hmm. like listen this is we're not you're I, i'm not taking you by the hand and and, and introducing you to everybody we're just we're, we're we're going right in and 
We're in this together, and that's great. Now, we saw some of these pages at New York Comic Con last year, mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to see in context how everything was going to come together and play out. And they looks I mean, and they were beautiful in black and white. The color is fantastic on this book. Um, but the second issue, once we get uh, maybe some quieter moments, but uh, it is the first issue with the whole I'm fighting you, you're fighting me back and forth. The second issue gets you a little bit more, you're becoming a little bit more familiar in this world, in this environment. Mm-hmm. I think, I especially when we're introduced to probably my favorite character in that Shiloh. Um, even just a few pages we see of this uh, creature and then swooping in to mm-hmm. help out the family. Th- those two pages are absolutely stunning. Yeah. There's giant um, monsters in issue too. But being that um, Daniel's very religious. I took it upon myself to research the word Shiloh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it means tranquility or tranquility town or or tranquilo. Yeah, there's there's a, a layer of tranquility on this thing, and I'm thinking that because Rollo is the way he is, and he's he's hands off and and pulls back, and he wants. He's a proponent of peace and not mm-hmm. war. I think he's going to be the only one that could control this Shiloh person or or get this Shiloh person to, as we see, get this Shiloh person to activate. And that's and, and that may not be for their benefit, because if if something switches on in Shiloh, that makes him realize that he's not supposed to be helping who he's supposed to be helping. I mean, I, I'm already just kind of spitballing with other ways that this could go as, as we get into future issues. But mm-hmm. as far as just who we're introduced to right now and, and it, it, it's still, I mean, these first, if you, if, first of all, you can still order from DCBS until, well, actually until, till tomorrow. You can still, I mean, they'll, as of, uh, I, I saw 6th. a tweet. Final, well, final order yes, cut off. Final cut off. Yeah. But, um, there was a, a tweet. On, on the 11 o'clock comics timeline, um, and DCBS responded to a listener and said that, um, you know, the deadline is passed for January, but you have until, um, at least the third. But like you said, Vince, yes, the final cutoff for this is the sixth. Just let them know. But yes, so, so get, make sure you, if you haven't, because we've been talking about it all month, if you did not order the first issue, um, now that we have seen the second and read the second, mm-hmm. uh, fucking order it. Just, just yeah. make sure. This book is on your pull list. Right. And the, don't remember, um, the first issue was discounted 50% off. So you're only yes. going to pay a dollar ninety nine to it. This isn't a commercial. I'm just reminding you of what no, I, you're right. yeah. Yeah, what I said uh, last and, month. Well, but look, I mean, let's keep it real. You know, you, you, you very presciently, Vince, chose Daniel as your breakout star That's uh, right. in the Oscars. And we have known uh, about uh, we've known him personally and known of him for a, a long time now. And you know, um, by the way, for those that are listening that that are into the commissions, Daniel's commissions are absolutely breathtaking. Uh, and get get it now because <laughs> I have a feeling his rates are about to go up because because uh, my man Felix reps him. So I don't yeah, think, it's not, so he's not going to be that interview. You yeah, yeah. better get up in there. Um, but anyway, um, Daniel's like a sweetheart dude. He took care of us like champs at New York. And, uh, you know, we've talked about Space Mullet. He's been on the show. 
But I really do think that uh, as long as this book gets, you know, as long as LCS owners, you know, give it a fair shake, I think that uh, I think this is that thing that vaults them into prominence um, in a bigger way. Yeah. This this was um, at least ten to twenty times more enjoyable than Reborn. And look, what, absolutely, yeah. yeah look what that's. And it kind of, yeah. to me, as, especially as I'm with, with with Daniel's style, it it doesn't really. And not that image books and and happy birthday image. Not that image books have a <laughs> happy um, birthday. Happy twenty five have a um have have a distinct house style or feel or vibe. But this mm-hmm. I'm, I, this this reminds me of like the spire or 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 almost like a boom book. It doesn't feel like it's something that I would expect from mm-hmm. image. And and it's not and that's not a slight. That's not derogatory in any way. It's just that there are just certain things I get when when it like doesn't doesn't feel like anything Remender's doing. It doesn't feel like Savage Dragon, which is fine. I mean that that's that's image. Everybody you know creating mm-hmm. their own thing. Um but this is it's it's I'm going to say it's unique even though there are definitely some familiar tropes, some some familiar um aspects. I mean just like Star Wars was an amalgamation of a bunch of different older stories, this this definitely has like we said, there's the revenge thing and and there's the whole clans and, and people are wearing armor and there are – you can kind of see where Daniel's interests are in, in this book. But it he puts such a spin on it and, and makes the characters – gives them all their own little unique yep. story and, yeah. and, and you feel something for each one of them. Yeah, Star Wars but from the rebel perspective because nothing is clean. In this book, the, right. their, their vehicles are, are borderline breaking down. Their even even the the uh, the castles and stuff don't look new. They're weathered and old, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the the people are their hairs unkempt and they're ragged. Yeah. And they they these the the Roto scavenge. That's how they found Shadow. They actually have to scavenge for stuff because and they're rats I, basically. And even in I'm, this I'm, caste system, there's a um. I wonder if things um, – if we're going to find out even how far back this this whole um, – these these factions have, have been warring against each other because obviously mm-hmm. the queen, mom's face is scarred. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Is, 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 could the, the Rado have maybe done that and then that just – you know, I, I – could something have just been a mistake, an accident that just spiraled out of control? And it's just, it's, it's just, it's never ending. It's it, right. nothing. And maybe so, so, so maybe Rollo breaks that cycle. I don't know. And but I mean, just just waiting to see where where, where Daniel's taking this, where, where it's going to go. I'm, I just normally I read a book and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna let they're gonna tell their story and I'm along for the ride and and whatever. I'm just going with the flow, but. In an unusual, Daniel actually has me thinking about other ideas or, or, or where the story could be going, and and that that rarely happens, especially just two issues in to something new. So so kudos for that. Yeah, I mean the daughter, uh, the mother's kind of got a Jonah Hex thing going on. 
Right. With the exposed teeth, but the daughter's messed up. Like her face is red. Yeah, I mean, she, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, the daughter it's is like just, something. I mean, she's like of, straight red skull, no, no nose. No. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more. Kind of like what? Remember in V when they they ripped the skin off the the uh, reptil- mm-hmm. reptilian? It's kind of like with. It's just nasty. It's messed up. Yeah, for sure. And she's pissed because of that. Because you know her beauty's gone. Oh well, you still got your life, sweetie. True. Make something up. And, and and um, and he is. And and the uh, Vince's costume is his favorite costume is is encased in the in the Jason Todd memorial glass case on the wall. So you know things have happened to characters. Who we're finding things out as as we go along. It's um yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. It's great stuff. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I, I, I loved it a lot. But it didn't surprise me. The one thing I had to, to squelch was when we first see Shiloh, I got kind of a mm-hmm. chappy vibe from it. And I, Yeah, which I, I still haven't okay. seen. It's, 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 I didn't okay. see it. So yeah. it's, it's, no, it's it's not that great. Mm-hmm. But it, same kind of build as Chappie, only a little bit more anthropomorphic. There's a little bit more meat on Shiloh's bones than, than Chappie. But, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Right. No, it's beautiful stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you got the freak with the eye patch. And I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, no, they're like cheese or like some kind of shit. <laughs> in his eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I got nowhere else. To How do you wash that? Do they have like bidets for the eyes? But I was thinking heavy metal around seventy six for this seventy seven. Oh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. right when it was still mostly European and great and. Um, it, this would fit very well in that. Yeah, time if this, was, if, if this mm-hmm. was especially if it was colored with that with, with, without the advance we have now. But mm-hmm. I mean, if it was actually just kind of re, reformat, repackaged to look that way, absolutely, yeah. no doubt. I got a good segue. Speaking of 1976, oh snap! Yeah, what comics cost back then? I wonder. Wow, you're pressing. Like, it. If I went into a, if I went into a comic shop and I was looking for you know the the First, say you were going of the vulture. Oh, the vulture! That would be Amazing Spider-Man number what? Um, twelve? Is it really that late? Okay. Well, let's see. That's Amazing Man. I want Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Mystery. Too far, Vince. Where the hell is Amazing Spider-Man? See, that's it. All right, I'll let the cat out of the bag. This week at the shop, I picked up two Overstreet comic books. Amazing Spider-Man number two. I was right. All right. Two Overstreet amazing uh, – that, that, I'm all messed up. Two Overstreet comic book price guides. I collect yes. these things because I love them so much. I and I was I was comics. missing issues six and seven. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, there they were. So I scooped, Oh, really? Yes. I scooped them up. Um, and I have number five waiting at the shop for me. Five has a Joe Kubert Tarzan cover. Six mm-hmm. is the Will Eisner Spirit of 76 with the Spirit cast. Seven is the Carl Barks issue. That is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But as as I said, that I think it would be really cool to um, check out what the top dollar books of today were going for in 19. 19- that is seventy six. Yeah. Now let's look at Amazing Fantasy number fifteen because I find this okay. really hard to believe that in nineteen seventy six, 
a gem mint mm-hmm. copy of Amazing Fantasy number 15, what do you think it would cost in 1976? Ooh, I'd say $1,000. David? 1976. Um, yeah, about $1,200. $160. Oh, my God. Yes. $160. I'm going to look up the next logical choice here, right? Fantastic Four, number one. 1976. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. I'm getting there. Bucks. I'm getting there. Fantastic Four number one. No, maybe not eight hundred. Maybe like six six fifty. All right. So wait, 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 wait. Fanta- well, wait, hold on. If Amazing Spider-Man fifteen, I mean Amazing, Amazing Fantasy fifteen is worth way more than Fantastic Four number one. Now uh, it is. Yeah. It was. So, it was not in nineteen. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, that okay. That's, okay. Fantastic Four number one, the origin and first appearance of the Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> mint, gem mint, $250. That's great. Oh, mamma mia. You could pick up a decent copy for a hundred and a quarter. Mamma mia. That, that's insane. That's crazy. So throw something at me here. Um, action comics number one. Oh, that, yeah, that's one of the ones that is in the zone, but, I mean, it's up there, but not anywhere near what it is today. Well, what, yeah, so what is uh, I'll guess, uh, I'll guess, uh, 4,000. Okay, David? For, for, for what issue? Number one. Action. No, no, Action Comics number one? Um, and you say 4,000, Jason? Mm Mm-hmm. 2500. Okay, in good condition, you could oh, pick, right. you could pick up a copy for 2100. In fine right. fine mm-hmm. condition, 3150. Okay. And in mint, Jason was pretty much on the almost on the nose. $4200 for a mint copy of Action Comics number 1. So to our listeners for some perspective, a 5.5 so a fine copy Sold a few months back at Heritage for nine hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. A 3.0, which would be good, would be considered good, but that's a pretty jank copy. Let me 3.0 out of 10. Sold two years ago for three hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Crap. <laughs> I wish I had that. No yeah. shit, dude. No shit. All right, I'll tell you, let's see Amazing Fantasy 15. Let's see what Heritage is. Let's, let's check that out. I feel like really, really high end copy that just got sold. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, it just got sold. Got sold. <laughs> okay. Uh, Amazing Fantasy 15, 9.4, so near mint. So it sounds like you said Gem Mint was like 160 bucks. It sold um, last year for $454,000. My God. All right. I'm, I'm going to segue uh, over to The Incredible Hulk just because I want to make a point. Okay. If you wanted a copy of The Incredible Hulk number one, it would cost you $90 in mint condition. 
Okay. So then after it jumps to 100, 102, mm-hmm. um, they stop listing individual issues and they, they, they gang them up in 20 issue runs. So, um, right. Hulk 103 to 110 would cost you a buck a piece. Mm-hmm. Hulk 161 to 200, mm-hmm. you could pick up a mint copy of Hulk 181 in 1976 for 30 cents. Well, that makes sense because that was it was a fresh book. It had just come out. Yeah, but I mean that's just the window. The way these things swing is incredible just because of one character, right? That's yep. not even the, the the main character of the book. So uh, if, you're, if you're curious about Hulk number one, Incredible Hulk number one, a 9.2, so a near mint minus, sold for $126,000. That's a, that's like a, a a decent house in my area. Oh yeah. Not in my area. It's yeah. a garage in your area. Um so let's look at Detective the Bowl twenty eight. All right, wait. Detective Comics number twenty seven. Oof. I mean that's the sec I mean that's the second most valuable. Yes. I'll give you the swing. Number. It starts off at seventeen fifty, fine okay. condition twenty six twenty five, and in mint condition for Detective Comics twenty seven. $3,500. It's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a fraction of what it is now. David, you said Brave and the Bold? Yep, number 28. All right, well, a copy of Detective number 27 sold for $3 million. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Oh, my God. Brave uh. and the Bold, here we go. Brave and the Bull, number 28, the Justice League introduction, mm-hmm. the origin of Snapper Carr, mm. 750, 1125, and in Gem Mint, $15. Uh, this one is actually uh, the most affordable we've looked at so far. Yeah, I would imagine. A 9.4, so, so near mint, sold uh, for $61,000. Fucking bargain. Yeah. I want to look up Showcase. Which one? Number four yes. or number 22? Um, let's look at both. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm getting there. Type's kind of small. And these old eyes. All right. Those old lace eyes. Oh, come on. Showcase. Showcase. Number four. The origin of the Flash. This is the Silver Age, mm-hmm. and the Turtle with Cubert uh, art. Fifty bucks, seventy-five and fine. One hundred dollars in mint. One hundred dollars. One hundred dollars. Wow. In mint. Okay. Well, a mint copy uh, today would set you back one hundred seventy-nine thousand dollars. Uh, what was the other issue you wanted, David? Was it uh, number 22? 22. Showcase 22. Origin and first appearance of the Silver Age Green Lantern by Gil Kane. You could actually skip a decent lunch and get a mint copy of this for mm-hmm. 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, damn, the decent lunch. Yeah. Well, it'll only set you back about 95000 right <laughs> Oh, my God. That's a, I love these price guides. Um, yeah. But, and they break it down. 
they'll they'll do a year by year thing. What they did was they just kept the same text, edition to edition, and just added. Wait, this was seventy six. Seventy six. So okay, so uh, hmm, I'm trying to think what else. Hmm. It was a big year. What would um, what would event? What was Avengers number four? Oh my goodness, Avengers <laughs> number four. You, Avengers. Oh my goodness. Mm. The first Avengers. Let's just put this in perspective. If you wanted to buy number one, it would cost you forty bucks in mint condition. Right. Number four. In mint, twelve dollars. Twelve dollars, Jesus Christ! I was alive in '76. Why wasn't I buying these books? That is ridiculous. It's seriously, uh, I I don't get it. But it, uh, it would be uh, seventy-eight thousand dollars now. Which, compared to the other ones, isn't all that bad. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to have, but it. just but just to illustrate this, and just uh, it's important because we're we're these are such astronomically different numbers, but people need to understand how much inflation has happened in the last five years because it's gotten. I mean, it literally has gone parabolic. Like most of the stuff we've been talking about, you could have gotten for a fifth of what you in 2011 what you pay now. Like Avengers number four sold at Heritage for in 2011 a mint copy for twenty thousand. The Green Lantern sold for twenty two thousand. So like. The prices have just gone fucking stupid. I mean, just stupid. So check those basements, check those garages, check those attics. <laughs> it only takes one, one comic, and you put your kid through college. It's true. That's awesome. I love this. You should really invest in these price guides. They, um, for a long time, I, I used think to they, buy them all the time. I bought, I mean, I probably, I mean, I bought, I bought them for years. I haven't bought one in the last few years though. But the, yeah, and it's, it's keyed to the time in which you were collecting. Like you probably bought them right when you mm-hmm. got into the hobby. So like those are your favorite ones. Yeah. And I'm guessing those are probably in the 20s, 20 yeah, around well, whatever. Yeah. The eight, I mean, the 80s, right? The, like the right. But the, the, the volume number. So yeah, I'm saying whatever the mid yeah. Mid my first been. price guide was number nine, mm-hmm. so that was I mean, whenever I see anything before or after nine within a you know a five issue swing, I I, I have them all except for one and two. One and two are incredibly hard to get, mm-hmm. and they're very expensive. But it's just like it, it, again, it's one of those things. It's a way back machine in the same way that the Amazing Heroes preview special. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, it puts you in a time and a place instantly, and you know the memory function kicks in, and you just you can you can smell the paper and, and feel it's it, it's an amazing thing. And these cost me like twelve bucks a piece. They're, hmm. they're they're not mint, but who cares? They're they're price guides. I'm gonna thumb through these things till they're they're ragged. Um, and For it's sure. it's also the advertisements too. Like, send me your list. Before the internet, it was awesome because you had to send somebody like a fifty cents, and they would mail you back a list, and you'd go through the list and tell them what you want, and send them the money. And then if they didn't have it, then you would get a refund by mail. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it took forever to buy books by mail. Now, yeah, it's just true. like click, 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 and you get them in in four days, five days. By the way, that's how art used to be too. It's true. Um, I was I was listening to a podcast with a collector, 
Dave Mandel, actually the uh, the guy that he's the showrunner on Veep now. You know the show Veep with mm-hmm. Julie Louis Dreyfus. Um, and he literally, he and his friends literally used to call around shops all over the country. They got yellow pages. They went to the library and find yellow pages from different states and call around shops and antique dealers and art places and just ask the any comic book art. And then they would literally have them read. If they could find them, they'd have the people tell them what the art was, what pages, and then they would go and comic store or the collection find the page, the books and then look at the pages and see if it's something they might want to buy. Yep. Like that's how it was done. I mean, you didn't like, you didn't have scans and comic art fans and galleries and, you know, just, it got easier yep. with conventions, but getting to the conventions, yeah. if you weren't yep. from a major city was very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. I think I went to my first convention in, in 1980 or mm-hmm. 81. Like before then it was mm-hmm. all just local comic shop buying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there was a lot for for a town like Scranton. We had at least four comic shops, right? But if you lived in New York City, it's like holy crap! It was probably like crazy mm-hmm. stuff all over, especially up St. Mark's Place. Like, it was I mean, can you imagine? I can't, but I, I, I like to. I, I Man, where, what were you thinking? Why didn't you get on this? I, seriously, <laughs> like. I, when I when I bought my my earliest issue of Amazing is twelve, that's the one with the Scorpion. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. the first appearance in the Scorpion. I paid like maybe six bucks for a mint copy of that, mm-hmm. and it was that was my money for the entire month. Sure. So I I, I wanted it. I, I must have wanted it because I spent a whole month's allowance on this one book, where I could go to the newsstand and get an issue of Famous Monsters for a buck. You know, yeah. I, I could get. Um, three Marvel comics for ninety cents. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it, it was pick and choose, but yeah, it was a good time. It was, it was a great. Time. Yeah, I remember. Um, um, what do you call it? Um, uh, the New Mutants graphic novel. Oh, okay. I remember. I had to decide if I was going like, to spend like every dollar in my pocket to get it. And you, you did though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Five ninety nine when it came out, or four ninety nine? Yeah, but it was. I mean, this was marked up. Oh, really? It was like it was like on the wall. Yeah, it was probably like a year after it came out. Oh, I think I paid like I feel like I paid like nine bucks for it. Yeah, which back then was a fucking lie. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> that's a whole, that's a GI Joe his tank right there. <laughs> uh, great. All good. right, enough of the 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 Wayback Machine. But if you, oh, if you're a Carl Barks fan. Like myself, and and you don't mm-hmm. you don't have this seventh uh, number seven of the comic book price guide. Get it, because usually they'll give like maybe five or six pages to the spotlight, whatever it is for the, that year. But mm-hmm. th- this issue, like I said, it's Carl Barks. It must go on for like twenty, thirty pages. Nice. Yeah, they break it down. There's a history of Barks. They they go into his original art because like Disney cracked down on him. After he retired, mm-hmm. he would ma- made a, a very good living just painting um, duck paintings, Uncle Scrooge, okay. Donald, and his prices were for the time, you know, in the thousands, depending on the size of the piece. And Disney Amazing. cracked down on him. It's like they, they just told him at one point, "No way, no more." So he had to he had to find a different way to make a living. And then he would sell, he would do commissions, but not the ducks. 
He was a landscape painter before mm-hmm. he did the ducks, and it's all in here. Like you, it's 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 an amazing chronicle of uh, Barks and his work and his paintings, and oh, I love that man. So, yeah, look look into these price guides if you didn't even conceive of my price guides. They never lasted too long because the uh, the glue on the binding. I, I mine had more cracked spines than they just. I would constantly have them open. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I yeah, bought the hardcover ones. Oh, yeah, you did? No, yeah they them. would. Well, you know, they came in two versions. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the cloth ones last a long time too. But like David the said, cloth the cloth covers are nice. The, yeah, spine. Yeah, yeah, the glue would start. Yeah, too. but hey, That's I, have, awesome. I have some copies with just the pages just laid in there because they've fallen out, and I love mm-hmm. them. I love them all the same. That's awesome. It does not matter. So let's talk about some current stuff. Why don't we? Let's do it. You do it. I've been talking enough. Uh, I thought we were talking there right for a second, but that's, that's well. No, cool. we can. I just did a different segue. <laughs> I said this was a week of surprises. No, I, I'm good. I'm good. I want to talk about um, a character that's near and dear to my heart, Thanks. but it's a character that uh, hasn't always been handled with with deft skill. That's a theme. But uh, in this case, I really like the. Uh, the, the the latest attempt at a refresh of well again it's a character near and dear to my heart <laughs> so you want to take a guess did you clue us in on the on the um, slack about this or is this mm, something you may have may have um, Nova uh, no I mean Nova we we can talk about Nova number three but that's not what I'm talking about no, talking about my man Paul Cornell. My man Jimmy Broxton rebooting <laughs> Vampirella. So you're your dick, near and dear to your heart. I know, I know you're going there. <sighs> oh, Twenty-five cents. Let me set it up for you. I'm, I'm gonna do Vince. Let me set it up for you. Twenty-five cents. Okay, that's a big lure. It makes it hard not to try it. Now, what offsets it is dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite's not so dynamite usually, but. They do own the Vampirella license. And Paul Cornell's done some stuff over the years I've enjoyed quite a bit. Um, but look, I mean, the last few go-arounds of this character have been jank. Yes, jank. I, I totally agree. Yep. And uh, so look, uh, but but it is what it is. But in this case, I thought it was an absolute home run first issue. Seriously. And it's a zero issue. Yes. I, I, I really did. I thought it was terrific. I, I think... Um, Broxton's art looks straight out of a, a 1980s French graphic novel. Yep. Um, I love, 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 love the Vampirella narrative thought font at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Very 60s. Fantastic. Exactly. It's very mm-hmm. groovy, baby. Like Barbarella. Um, we're set into some kind of frozen futuristic world where... Three people have escaped from wherever they escaped looking for something that's going to help them fight for freedom for their people. Mobius and uh, what's that? We're in the Mobius outfits. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm saying it's straight out of a French graphic novel. And then uh, they find a cave. It's what they're looking for. They spelunk down the bo- to the cave. At the bottom of the cave is a, is a coffin. And who's in there but our girl? Yep. And final they sacrifice themselves to, the, to her. Um, it'd be for the greater good because they need her to, and they leave her a book, which uh, explains, or they hope explains things to her. 
and she's she's back and she uh she can't believe the state of things and uh that's sort of how it sets up she's she's back in the, among the living and she's 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 got she wants to dish out some serious revenge and some hell yeah it's it's crazy how accomplished this Jimmy Broxton is right do we I, know him i I've heard the name, but I can't yeah. recall anything he's worked on before. Yeah. And I, I said to Dap, I sent Dap a couple of pages on the Slack, and I didn't tell him who it was, what the book was. I even cut mm-hmm. out the narrative on the bottom of the page because as the characters are, are, are traipsing across this frozen landscape, Vamprella's dreaming. And she's yep. it, the the narrative goes like Vamprella is dreaming of falling. Vamprella is dreaming of hugging great heaps of blissful earth soil. And it's in that laughing, you know, Sakatumi font yep. where it and exactly. it, and it's it's undulating across the bottom of the page. Um, so I I cut that out and I said, Dap, who does this art remind you of? And he took a little time, and he was thinking, and I said. Does this not look like Gray Morrow? Yeah, you know what it does. And he's like, it boom. Does. It looked, there's a very, very strong Gray Morrow vibe going through that. And that is not shabby. If you no. can, if, you know, and uh, picture this in black and white. Would this not be completely at home in 70s yes. era Warren magazines? It just looks yeah. right. And that's, that's what I said. This is a week of surprises because this book is dead freaking on. For all of the missteps Dynamite has had with Vampirel over the years, this they nailed it with this one so far, mm-hmm. and that's why I found so you know shocking. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, it's it's one issue and it's the zero, so we don't want to get too crazy with it. But right. but I am, uh, yeah. I mean, look at and I was teasing, of course, saying it's my favorite character. I've barely read any Vampy, but um, now I've, I've can can you can you give me the the quick once over, she's she's an alien, right? She's not a, a vamp. Like, am I right? It depends on when you were reading it. Okay. <laughs> um, and and who was writing it? Um, she's she is from Draculon. Planet That's a planet. planet planet of vampires. Okay. Yes, but then over the course of time, she's she's been many things. But the the way Forey and Tom Sutton did it, she was they added the Draculon thing later. She was basically. A female Uncle Creepy and Cousin Eerie, just a host for the the horrible the horror stories in her magazine. Um, the the wrinkles came with time. She became more than Cousin Eerie and Uncle Creepy. They were just heads in the corner where Vampirella had her own serial in each issue, drawn mm-hmm. by Jose Gonzalez. There will never be. A better hand at drawing Vampirella than Jose Gonzalez. That's just how it is. I mean, you guys just have to accept it. Jose Gonzalez is the gold standard. But you said that, if I remember, you said she she does she's reluctantly a blood drinker, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like she, exactly. She's she she needs blood, and there was times when she was drinking, you know, the the prefabricate the the like the polyester of blood, where it was mm-hmm. cooked up in a lab, and it sated her to a certain degree, but. When she has to kill, she will. Okay. And she does. She does imbibe, and but she doesn't have the the standard vampire trapping. She can go out in the day. Um, so she's like a twilight vampire. No, she can go out in the <laughs> day. 
And uh, but the thing that's cool so about about this is I don't know nothing about Twilight. Um, when when Van, Van, the 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 people that were trying to find her, one of them gives his life in order for the other two to get down the bottom of this cave and they 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 slash their wrists and they let the blood fall flow into the 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 casket it's 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 very christopher lee in some spots and um vamprella wow she comes back to life and she's dressed in what looks like on the left hand side the standard strap Big white mm-hmm. collar costume, but on the left, on the right hand side, if you look, there's two brass clasps. Which, if you look at the book, was her last incarnation with the ponytail mm-hmm. and the crossbow. So I'm thinking that this is going to be an everything happened take on Vampirella. Like I see, it's it, all, it's, well, that, it, it all happened that when she opens up her book, right? Yeah. She's like all this, and she, yeah, so it's like all of it's fair game, right? Yeah, but how they're going to weave all this together? I mean, that it doesn't really make sense, does it? That- now, I well, it doesn't need to be all woven together. Right? It just means that it just needs to be like basically. I think I took it to mean like anything they want to use is fair game. Yeah, I don't want multiple. And I see. I she's looking at the book as if you know the people who left the book for her, the people who wrote the book, they think all of these stories are true, and the one that right. came out of the coffin is the one true Vampirella. So I don't think that they're going to just pick and choose or or have them um, all merged together and and all of her histories are like 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 as if it's DC continuity. I think that were these were all stories and this Vampirella that just emerged is going to set the record straight. So they were aware mm-hmm. of the mythology, whereas the source knows right. right as if they were all urban legends. Or so or Cornell just, can you know, write anything now. He can go back to the original yeah. and say, yeah, yes, she's an yeah. alien. Yeah, that works. That works for me, but now, has she ever had like particular like villains or villainesses like yeah the like cult, arch nemesis the cult of chaos, of chaos yeah. okay yeah but it's like so it's not like but there's not like that doesn't sound like one particular baddie though I would rather you read it I well you're, so you're assuming I'm going to be introduced to all of that in this series no maybe I don't know I don't know how they're going to take it but I can give you uh a ton of Vampirella if you want to actually read the, the original stuff. You will, you'd be hard pressed to find a better good girl artist than Jose Gonzalez. Vampirella okay. under, under his, in his hands, Vampirella is absolutely stunning. You, you, you just look at a panel and it's just like, I, I really can't believe that a man could draw a woman this gorgeous. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's that in every single panel. There's no waffling. There's no wavering. He, he, if he used reference, great on him because you can't tell. I mean, we're talking early seventies, right? And every panel is gorgeous and he used wash techniques and, and different mark making techniques to achieve every, everything in, in Gonzalez is gorgeous. His men are, are like uber handsome. It's just, he, he's mm-hmm. a very, very, um, erudite um, draftsman. It's oh god, I can't even explain it to you. It's so beautiful. I'll give you stuff. But yeah, that's Ooh. what this is. This is a hell of a start. I'm not crazy about the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, who did it? Philip Tan. It's, oh yeah, the it's, main cover. It's it's very manga esque. Very anime. Yeah. Like it's okay. The Linsner one is pretty much stock. See, that's the thing. It's it's the. Because the Campbell one is not impressive at all, but these are all just sneak peeks, so I don't know if right. the, the variant covers the full-blown 
image will be the variant covers for the first issue. Well, Campbell has drawn Vampirella so many times, he may have had that in a drawer somewhere. That's, that's yeah, what yeah, you know, very well like, Boom. I'm surprised they didn't use one of the Hughes one from Harris. Yeah, Adam Hughes did a lot of great covers for Vampirella. And you know who else mm-hmm. worked on Vampirella, Jason, at the, at the, in the Harris time? Back before she, I do, I do, I do. Okay, but this is before the. No, stop. This is before this artist was um, a household name. But she did work on it with someone she's pretty close with. Yes. (laughs) Tell him, Amanda Connor. Yep. Oh, A A C. Nice. Yeah. And Jason was making a funny because he really doesn't, you know, care about. Like he cares about this character, (laughs) but. Well, it's evidenced by him just no, asking. I, I, yeah. I've never historically so. cared about this character, but... Van Prell's my girl. was good, right? Yeah, she's my girl. I thought she is your girl. So, yeah, I was stunned. And it only cost a quarter. So tell me about some other things. I just told you about Vampirella. Dude. I did, come on. I want to hear about Nova and other stuff you read. You you guys were talking. Spider-Woman. Tell me more. We can't... We can't... I think... Well, I, I'm... I'm in the middle of reading the second issue of Nova, so I haven't read the number three okay. yet. Um, but, I mean, we can... Um, we Jason and I are caught up as of issue number 15 of Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Dennis Hopeless and illustrated by a few different people. And I did not know... Um, but, uh, well, I mean, it, it, it starts off with, um, Javier, uh, Rodriguez, yes. um, and Alvaro Lopez. They, they do the bulk of the first, uh, 12 issues, um, with the exception of some of the, well, the crossover, the, the Spider Women crossover, which tied into Spider Gwen and Silk, um, were illustrated beautifully. And I, I read those because they were drawn by Joel Jones. No idea what the hell the story was about. And, and I, obviously the recap page kind of lets you know what's going on, but Joel Jones does two issues. Um, we're back to, uh, Rodriguez again. And then, um, Veronica fish pitches in over his layouts. And then she's the, uh, the artist, for um she's the artist on the current arc and we uh we had a we had a nice time getting to uh chat with her at heroes two years ago yes mm-hmm. um there are there's some characters that it can work with any writer that it just over the years you know you want to you have a Son of Satan story you want to tell, then okay, you know, I mean, there's just some writers who write everybody, but there are a mm-hmm. few who own a character and, and really that's the only writer that, that has a handle on it. Like, like with, with mm-hmm. Jamie Madrox would be Peter David, you know, I mean, there are just mm-hmm. some, some characters that, that, and, and as of right now, I have no problem based on all the years she's been around. Dennis Hopeless gets Jessica Drew. I I really feel that anybody else who's going to write this character in years to come, they will be compared to Dennis. Um, I've never been a huge, huge fan of the character. Uh, Shame on you. 
I know. I, I just it. I get it, and, and the costume was neat, and and you know, and, and there was um, that that aspect of of where everything was placed on her. But it, uh, I, I I just I wasn't really into her. Then, of course, over the years with with the Secret Invasion and 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 Hydra and Skrulls, and it just um, the Bendis stuff kind of lost me. I just I wasn't really. Feeling it. The last real story I think I read was um, the Al Milgram drawn issue of Avengers, where she's on the hospital bed and all the Avengers are around her, and, and the shroud is in the story, and it's just it, it. That's what I remember. She had the short haircut. That was like the last time I really read an interesting Spider Woman story. But this has just been so much fun, and there are so good. It is. I mean, Rodriguez has this thing where at least a couple of times an issue. Um, instead of just showing a shit ton of panels on a page, he'll have one large panel at the top of the page and the characters will walk or talk and fight throughout that panel. It, it, almost like, you know, the family circus follow the dots kind of thing. It just, you, it, it's not, it's not going to break up the flow. It's just, it's all taking place in one scene. It's just that the characters are moving around that scene and, and, and it works. It's, it's a neat trick. It doesn't feel like it's overused. Um, it, 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 depending on the setting, it, it really does help the story flow. Um, he draws a bang in Jessica. And, um, and I mean, Ben Urich is great in it. Roger, aka the porcupine is great in it. We find out the secret of, um, of Jess's pregnancy. Uh, there's, um, there's of course, unfortunately, the the Civil War II fallout. But what was neat in this case was that with Spider-Man or Captain America, you had in the Miles Morales Spider-Man or Captain America or either Captain America book, you were just seeing glimpses of what was going on in the Civil War. You just you felt lost and out of place because you weren't reading the main book, and you just get scenes here and there, and and you see people talking about what just happened, but. You don't, you're, you're, you're just, you're out of touch. This was actually, Carol Danvers came to Jess and said, I need you to check this dude out. I need to find out if what his, if his, if his powers, if, if, if he's 100% accurate all the time, I, I need to know. Or if he sometimes, if, if there's just something a little off about his predictions, um, then it just puts things in a whole different light. So she was, She's playing detective, private investigator, and, and that's, that was her connection to Civil War II. And, and then, um, there's the, the fallout after the whole Hawkeye and Bruce Banner thing. Um, but again, I didn't feel as lost reading Spider-Woman's crossovers or, or issues than I did with pretty much any other, um, Marvel book that was coming out at the time while the event was happening. Um, but there were also some really great done in one issues. Like when after she, if she has the baby and she needs, she needs a night out and, and it, it's just, it's, she's obviously always thinking about Jerry, the baby. And there's, there's the issue with, um, where they go to the beach. And Sandman shows up. It's just so Dennis does a great job of he's he's telling 
stories and and even even though you have the crossovers or the tie-ins that that may kind of interrupt what he's trying to do it doesn't feel like it stopped and now it didn't feel like tom with with the monster man as you're reading batman and now here's here's this crossover that just put the brakes on everything this you know the even the this the spider women story it's still you still dealt with what was going on in Jess's life and the baby mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it didn't just stop everything cold. And then Dennis had to pick up again in two months. It just, he, he, he made it work and, and I thought it was absolutely amazing, but, um, I'm all over the place. So I'm just going to let Jason talk about some of his highlights. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about this, uh, after the first two arcs and, uh, and then, you know, caught up. I mean, this is one of those books where, the reader gets to see a writer channel his own life into a book. And like, I've seen some really ridiculous things where people have been like saying things like, how does a young white dude like know how to write what it's like to be a mom? And I'm like, uh, because he's married with a newborn baby. Like, I mean, like, like, uh, because he's like not a crow magnet and he actually probably really understands and loves his wife and like what it's like, you know what I mean? Like, like this idea that like people can't effectively write people that aren't like them. is just such a silly byproduct in, of the, of this politically correct world we live in now. But, uh, but you know, Dennis is a, is a, is a married dude with, with, with a young family. And, and I think he's really taken to paying homage to what it's like to be a, a mom and how it's, freaking hard man and like just because you're a mom you're not doesn't mean you're still not you know this still doesn't mean you don't want to be sexy and you don't want to have times where you're with your friends and you don't have aspirations but that motherly instinct is so overwhelming that it never escapes you um and you know the i mean i i raved about rodriguez about his storytelling yes yeah. you know that that one issue when when they're on the uh when they're on the the the, the sort of the crazy alien hospital and and you know, he draws so many of the panels almost looking like a, like a, almost like a maze where she's jumping from panel to panel and it's twisting and turning. I just thought so brilliant. And, uh, you know, it's lighthearted and funny and you just, it's easy to root for her and she's got real relationships. You know, she's got a, a she's got great friendships with Ben Urich and, uh, and the porcupine. And, uh, you know, the porcupine is really her, her, her bay. I mean, it's, it's platonic, but, but he, he is, uh, he's her nanny. And, uh, she's training him to be a, a crime fighter, but, uh, but he really is her nanny. He takes care of the kid while she goes out and does other stuff. And he's just such a sweetheart and a, and a silly, fun loving guy and just, you know, just absolutely adores her, her child and her and, uh, would do anything for them. And, you know, this last arc is, is really puts that to the test. Um, our old friend, the hobgoblin is back and, uh, you know, because he is, um, you know, because the porcupine was a two-bit villain, he got the porcupine costume from the Hobgoblin, whose business is uh, those things. The whole franchise and, thing. Yep. And uh, and he owes him, and he goes to see him to try and make make good and, and come clean and basically buy out his debt so that he can go on the straight and narrow permanently. And uh, Hobgoblin's like, yeah, man, you're my dog. Of course, we'll do that. But, you know, <laughs> listen, villains be villains, dude. Like, you don't ever leave the – it's like Omerta. You don't ever actually get to leave. And so he uh, – he does him wrong, man, in a big way. And it's very emotional. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's a part where, uh, Porcupine's ex-wife 
and mo- mother's child are, you know, really, really mad at Jessica and blaming him for what happened to the porcupine and saying, you know, he shouldn't have been out there doing that stuff. He, he, he was with you, you know, he did it cause he was with you and, and basically accusing her of stealing her man. And Jessica's like, no, you got it all wrong. Like, uh, like, uh, I'm, you know, like we're just friends. And, and Ben comes and gets her and says, no, 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 listen, you, you, she's got it right. Like not in your, you know, you didn't intend for this to happen, but, but dude, dude's in love with you. And right. dude does spend every waking minute doing your errands and here, your kid while, while his little girl is here at home without a dad. And like, it's, it's real. And if, if you need, if she needs you to be the villain in her life, then let her, let her, let her see you that way. Cause it's a kindness and, uh, just really smart spot on writing. I think that, you know, Dennis's work here and his work with, uh, with, with the, with the Avengers, you know, uh, arena and everything like it just, he's really, really good at characters. You know, he's, he's, he, he really focuses on letting you care about who's behind the masks. And, uh, it just feels very refreshing to me. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I hope he just keeps on this book forever. I and Veronica Fish has been a nice step over. Um, you know, I, I hadn't seen much of her interior work when uh, when we met our heroes, and I had gotten her to do a domino for me. Um, and I, I don't even know if she had done a lot of interiors by then, but uh, but I think she's a you know I don't know that she's as refined as Javier, at least from a panel layout perspective. Yeah. But in terms of like the figure work and the line work, it, it is definitely a relatively clean fill-in or handoff, and that the style is close enough that you don't feel it doesn't feel like a jarring, like 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 emph- emphatic change to the story, or like you know it, it doesn't feel like it's entirely new arc or story. So there was a uh, one of the Civil War two tie-ins. She Javier did the breakdowns or the layouts, mm-hmm. and she did the finishes. That it it. It told the story well enough. It 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 wasn't like you know it was Klaus Jansen inking somebody, but it wasn't. Um, she obviously once she was able to lay out her own pages, draw her own book, um, things were a lot smoother, a little cleaner. But at least mm-hmm. um, it 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 read and it it looked as though she was freer to do what she wanted to do. I, he Dennis seems to have a real good knack of of um, She's have a knack of working with people who know how to um, tell the story, show the story he wants to tell, and it's um, and there are little things like even in the um, in the fifth issue where Jess is talking to Carol after um, you know she hasn't gone back to work yet. She, she's still pretty much on maternity leave but carol's coming over to talk about you know her day and and the adventures that she's been having and while they're having this conversation um jess is chilling on the sofa but she's using her and again this is one of those things where i don't know if javier would do this on his own or if this is something that dennis would watch his wife do but she is rocking the baby in the little esnet with um with her foot and it's just one of those things where, you know, normally you could just draw them, draw their heads and, and having them have a conversation, mm-hmm. but he's just got, it, he's using the whole page as the panel, but it, it is, it's just little things like that where, you know, those touches kind of just help set the mood and, and make you feel like, yes, the, the, these people are, they're real people telling the story about 
even though these are comic book characters, but it's, there's, there's, there's ground rules here. And, and it just, it, even when she's going out with her friends and everybody's having uh, a old time and, and mm-hmm. she's obviously stressed and worrying about the baby, but there are, um, it, it, it's witty, it's clever, it's well told. It's, it's a real good package. It's not, um, it's, I, I didn't finish, I realized as I was, Rereading the first couple issues, I never finished the first arc, so I didn't. I got up to her getting caught in the hospital and trying to take out the scrolls, but I never saw the actual issue um, when she gave birth. So I, I pretty much had to catch up from in a three or issue four on, and it's mm-hmm. it, it's been great. I mean, it's not. Um, I don't think this is a book that you need to binge that, that you have to let, you know, let, let, let three or four or five stack up to, to get through. It's, it's, they're, um, they're just, they're real easy to read and, and they're not, um, they're kind of, I mean, aside from those crossovers that just kind of snuck in there, they're, they're kind of doing their own thing. It's, it's not, you know, you don't, it's, it's not like you have to read an issue here and then find out what else Ben is doing in another book. This is just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, these characters kind of just exist yeah. right here. Um, and this is another, this is another one of those titles where, uh, just like Jason Aaron has to have fun with, with Thor and, and, and Doctor Strange, it's like, Dennis is just doing his thing with Spider Woman. And yeah, she's, she's going to show up elsewhere, but at least he kind of has a, a say of, of what's going on. In this book, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's just when you see the other other villains at, at the um, at the hideout where um, Kingsley is set up and and has his his business, you know, it's just mm-hmm. and, and, or she's taking on the Blizzard, you know, of all people. It's just it's it's I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, and you know, we were joking a week or two ago. Well, not joking. We were kind of complaining about how. Uh, Marvel's getting a little crazy and it's showing up, I think, in the numbers and in the diversity for diversity's sake. You know, and then it's just, it's really not, some of it's not, like, again, the idea is great, but if you got to still execute against the idea. And, and I think this is a great example of that. I think that, uh, you know, this is an organic story where you're, you're, you know, it's a book about a, a, a young first term mother, um, which is not done in comics very often, but not at the expense of it being a fun, entertaining superhero book, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's well balanced. And so, yes, it's a diverse book and it appeals to a different type of audience, but, but, uh, but not like, not for the sake of all other audiences, right? Not because it's forced. So, right. Yeah. It's really yeah, well done. It's not, you're not, it's not like she, she's not, it's not lone wolf and cub. She's not throwing the baby in a papoose and then swinging through the, uh, the night sky or hopping on a motorcycle. I mean, that was a right. great little, she, she had to give up the motorcycle early on in the series and, and then she's able to get back on it. But, um, you know, she's, she kind of has, she, she's got the support. It, it, it's everybody's this great little family unit where, you know, she's, mm-hmm. she's the mom and she's the boss, but you know, she needs a couple of nights where she can, go out and do her thing. And that's where Roger or Ben would come in and babysit. And, and sometimes she yeah. needs to catch a D. There you go. So it's just, it's, it really, um, no, it's, it's, it's a smart book. I, I, I really, um, I, it's, it, it, again, it's one of those things where I'm kind of kicking myself. I'm a bit bummed. I let it get so far away from me, but, uh, no, I, I was, 
stoked as I was reading each one of them to see the those two issues again. Don't know what happened. I haven't read the Spider Gwen issues, and I'm not going to read the Silk issue, so I have no idea what the hell's going on with Spider Women. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to see the Joel joint in the, um, I, I guess, if any of those pages are available, because not not just for Jess, but because of course there was some some Gwen in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's one of the best books Marvel's doing right now. Honestly, I think I, I agree. Vince, yes, sir. Too long since we heard from you. Wow, I want to hear from you more because I would like to talk about. <laughs> no, no, no. I because I, I want him. One to of le- two things. This, you know what it is. This, this is his baby. I want to know your reaction to Deadly Class Twenty Six. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, we, I mean, we need to. Spoiler warning, that's right, because it's France man yeah, new. Yeah, massive yeah. spoiler warnings. If if you are yeah. reading Deadly Class and you are not caught up, please just forward. Go now this I, came out yesterday, right? This isn't the, this isn't a, an image preview no, box. It came this out actually yesterday. Came out yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh there there are <laughs> really, did. really, really big doings in uh, this issue that pretty much completely changes the series now. So you should uh forward if you haven't read it yet. Uh, it does, and it's interesting because it does kind of fly in the face of something that I've vehemently praised about the book um, that made it different. <laughs> in that I loved the idea that we ended up losing 95% of the first class of freshmen that were introduced to um, that were killed during finals. And uh, that was inclusive of the star of the book. But, uh, and, and, and again, one last spoiler warning, as we find out in this issue in 1988, uh, this, this is set, uh, homie's not dead. I'm wondering, I'm wondering dead, how though. Yeah. Like why is he not dead? I'm guessing Saya is such a skilled swordsman that she stabbed him in such a way that everyone would see, would see him as, being killed, but it would have allowed him to escape. Right. She didn't hit any vitals. Yeah. I would believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, 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 uh, this issue is basically a rescue issue. Um, after the events of, it really takes a pause from the events of issue 25. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, cause in issue 25, we're, we're left with Saya's brother and his gang had come to, Find her. They want. She needs to come back and see her dad, and she's against that. And so she and the the, the new class of freshmen are fighting the yakuza, and and then basically her brother gets the best of her and uh, guts her, and she's seen falling into the abyss. And presumably they're going to bring her to see her daddy. Um, but uh, but yeah, in this issue um, we also have a captor, uh, but uh, it's um, it's uh, oh god, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Uh, Maria. Maria. Yeah, Maria. Maria. Maria is is cap is is captured, and uh, now she was captured before finals. Yeah, Maria's got that Dia Dia de los Muertes mask face paint that she wears, and uh, she's being tortured. And uh, some, now, some, and which was I'm sorry, which was an interesting setup because it took about half the book before we see a reveal in any way, shape, or form. So at first, you may think they may be. Rick and Wes may be trying to imply that that's Saya being tortured. Yeah, because right, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they have the same 
relatively same body type, same hair. Right. And you never. Right. And it's you, a straight up rescue. Yeah. Two, two dudes show up in full on um, <laughs> plumbing like bio, bio suits and gas masks, and they're there as pest. They're you know pest people, and uh, uh, they're they're to clean up a, a literally a toilet exploded full of shit, so the bathroom's covered in shit. And it turns out that uh, it was actually a, a bomb planted to make that happen, so they could have a reason to come in and do it. And one of the dudes takes out the other dude and then proceeds to pull out some guns and go on a killing spree, clearly in an attempt to rescue this young lass who was being tortured. Um, as we've alluded, it turns out to be Maria. And uh, and then fucking they battle hard against uh, the people that have her captive. And then Homeboy, the exterminator, Homeboy rescue dude, uh, pulls out an RPG, fires it, rescues this girl, and pulls off his mask. And who is it? Ah, our boy Marcus. It's Marcus. Yeah, it's crazy. Dead Marcus. Unbelievable. So, getting the gang back together. And just says, remember me, motherfucker. And he <laughs> blows up the dude. And then he and Maria run off. Or he says, I'm here. And they, they take No, they don't run off yet. No, they just stand oh. there with the, like, like, like Django with the house. And it looks like this is going to be an arc because the, the title of the issue is Ballad of Marcus and Maria, a prologue. Yeah. And, so. but if you see, the cover to the next issue, mm-hmm. it looks like little baby Saya holding a sword for the first time. Uh. So maybe we'll alternate. I don't know. I, I The only right. thing, it because as I'm reading this and I'm just struck by what the hell I'm seeing, before I turn to the letters page, which really kind of lets me know what I just read um, is real. Mm-hmm. I thought because it's the ballad of and a prologue, I thought maybe this was one of those hidden scenes, secret stories that, you know, happened and Yes, they're still dead. This is just something that, you know, they, 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 but then as I'm trying to piece everything together about, you know, when did who get killed and what the hell happened during finals? Because it's, it's finals happened a few months ago and, and, and we've been reading it since then. And I just, I was trying to remember everybody's fates, mm-hmm. uh, but right there on the letters page, uh, they said, um, you know, Rick says that the secret we've been sitting on for so long, you didn't see it coming. It's going to complicate things tremendously. It made yep. us all very happy to finally get to this point. And, uh, so yeah, so, so whatever you are, whatever you think you saw, um, it's, it's not, uh, things are not so black and white and, and as final as, as yep. we all thought. Quote Spaceballs, we ain't found shit. My favorite. What did you think, Vince? What did I think? I was like, I couldn't believe it was happening. Dude, Vince is the one that's so toast cute, right? We right? couldn't get Vince to read this for two years, and now all of a sudden he's like, did you guys read it yet? We're like, dude, it came out three minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had no idea it was it was going to go down this way. Because like David said, the the last thing we saw, or, and, and Jason, was, was Sia getting... 
cut and and brought back, and, and now it, it, it's a totally different locale. I mean, we're in Nevada, Fernley, yeah. Nevada, and it's there's this very secure location that has a busted toilet, and then the the shit literally hits the fan. I mean, it goes from zero to you know. 90 in like a couple of pages it just starts yeah. off and just bam bodies are being blown up and heads shot and um dosed and shocked and uh, it's it, it was a, a ride right but then when i th- when then when the, the thing that tipped me off that maybe this was marcus under the mask was when we see maria yeah who else yeah would come yeah no you're right now i have to say i mean you know, I did not very long ago when I really made implored you guys to get caught up on this book, made the case that the, one of the things I thought was brilliant was that Rick killed off everybody, including Marcus. And we're just going to get a whole new story with a whole new set of characters. And um, so, you know, I will say that um, if this were a writer with less goodwill for me than Rick, I might be a little disappointed that this was like a like we always have in the big two, like a MacGuffin, like really like <laughs> nobody ever going to die. But it's Rick, and this is his passion project, and so I have no doubt it's a well thought out idea, right? So I'm not worried about it. But but it, but under in lesser hands, I, I might have been more critical of the decision to bring Marcus back. Well, say this uh, series goes on for sixty, seventy issues. If this is the only instance in which he does this. Then there's no foul. Sure. Yeah. But if we see other people starting to pop up, then it'd be like, you're going to have to give them the hairy eyeball because that's, that, that, ain't, that ain't working. But my favorite part was when Marcus um, tells Maria, you know, I brought something for you. And you, yeah. you don't see mm-hmm. what it is. I brought you something better, he says. You, you, you don't exactly see what he gives her, but then you learn it. Because she comes flying out of a closet, and she's got the fans, and she just yeah, does, chuk, 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 and there again, there's heads and body parts flying all over the place. She, she slices that dude into a bunch of pieces in like seconds. She she slices up mom, and then oh mom, I mean yeah yeah, yeah. and and she and she uses mom's head to break the window so she can crash <laughs> yeah. through it. That was fantastic. Yeah, and she, oh. Uh, even the, the, I mean, the coloring on this book is really special. Jordan Boyd yeah. has done a great, great mm-hmm. job. My colorist of the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I just when, love this book so much, man. Because we're, we're in when we're in the basement and she's being tortured. Um, before she's tortured, I mean, the, the dude that was doing it. Singing a little sing song. He's making up lyrics and he's not very good. And he's, he's out no. of, uh, you know, it's dark and it's murky. It's a basement, right? And you see just like a little flicker of light coming from upstairs. But when he zaps her, I mean, everything turns mm-hmm. ice blue. It's yeah. crazy. Sure. Good. Yeah. Loved it. Shocked. Stunned even. I can't remember the last time yeah, I'm still, I had an oh shit moment like this. Still wrapping my head around it. I'm like, I'm still not sure what the hell I saw. And it, it's, I don't know, it's obviously it's right here. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it, there's really no, I don't think there's any question about it, but it's just, um, I think it, it, it was, uh, I'm not gonna say ballsy, but it, it, I mean, for us to have finished finals or introduced mm-hmm. to the new class, Get a couple of issues with them, get your feet wet and, and, and learn who these characters are. 
Then there's this, all this shit going down. There's another double cross. And now we're going to insert this prologue of this story. And it's just, it's, it's like, I can't, the, the timing was really just, I, I don't know if I can say it was perfect, but I mean, I, mm-hmm. based on what we were expecting. And even at that yeah, point, with you. you're, 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 like Vince said, you're, you're in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the first time they've been to Nevada because the whole thing that happened with, with, with Maria's first boyfriend. And, and I mean, so they've left, mm-hmm. they've left the grounds and, and have gone to, to Vegas in the past. So, um, you know, it's not like for them to take Saya instead of heading to back to Japan right away, if they ended up going to Nevada for whatever reason, that, that that's not outside of the realm of possibility. But, um, once, uh, mm-hmm. it was just, it was, it was a very, it was much more low key and, and just, Obviously it was deliberate, but it was just, it, 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 after this, you got a helmet running around singing Iron Maiden lyrics and, and mm-hmm. Conan yeah, and, awesome. and, you know, everything is going crazy. You have everybody just balls to the wall, slashing everybody. And here we have this quiet little mansion and, and then we go downstairs to the basement. It's just it, pitch perfect. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine as a creative person sitting on this knowledge for 25 issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I wonder how much he let Wes in on, like from the beginning. Oh, I think they're pretty cl- I think they're super collaborative in this. I would play, I would be really coy though, because I would want to see his response. His reaction? When he, when he read the script for this issue. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, well, next time we have him on or we see him, we'll ask him. Let's get him on for next week. <laughs> wow, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah, cool beans. But I, I have both of you to thank. Pretty much more Jason because Jason was on it from the from jump. Were mm-hmm. you on it too, David? From jump, I uh, the um, if not from jump, yes. No, I, I I mean yes, but I I didn't. I just I let it stack up because I have the um, I have the hardcover here that we got at New York one year. Um, right. But I, yes, I was reading it oh, that's when right. it we started. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, just ended up letting the issues pile up. Yeah, you guys, that's the thing. I kept being like, you guys got to caught up, caught up. And you're like, nah, son. I'm like, what? And the same thing with like East of West and, and Southern Bastards and which Southern Bastards were caught up on. But, um, yeah, there's the, uh, East of West I am way behind on. Me too. I thought we just got caught up. East of West? No, Southern Bastards. We oh, oh, East of West. No, I'm thinking of Saga. You, we just got caught up. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I haven't read the last couple issues out, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I just have to back up what you said last time about Image being on the rebound. Mm-hmm. Did you take a look at um, Image Plus number 10? No, no, no. There, there's a series coming out called Plastic. <laughs> okay, it's about a dude. From what I can see, uh, a guy. This guy was a, a serial killer, and he's trying to control the the urge to to take lives. And he goes across country with a woman, and the woman is a plastic blow up doll. 
Oh my god! Yeah, and he gets the Rick Leach book. There's what was that? The Rick Leach book. It's it's uh, let's see blah 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 blah. Uh, No, Kirkman said no. Kirkman said it's the weirdest shit he's ever read. Uh, He loves it. It was it's by Doug Wagner or Wagner Mm -hmm. with art by Daniel Hilliard and Laura Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. He stops at what looks to be like a little gas station slash convenience mm-hmm. store, and he goes in. And, and, and while he's in there, there's two dudes, you know, putting the moves on his blow up doll. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he breaks one of the guy's legs. Then he he bashes the other guy in the face and kills him with what looks like a brush or like a mm-hmm. a, a big toilet brush or uh, some mm-hmm. kind of, of a brush he puts a plastic bag around his head and there's this carnage going on all over the place and he gets in the car and he's talking to the blow-up doll like she's real and mm-hmm. it's implied at the end that the violence that just went on kind of turned on the mm-hmm. blow-up the blow doll and he's like you want to already like and that's where it stops but mm-hmm. i'm i have to get this series now Breaks, interesting. breaks the guy's fingers, rips off his ears, smashes him into the window. It's just carnage. Grabs the other guy mm-hmm. by the balls, bites him, and then he jams the brush. The guy's got a, a plastic bag around the dude's mm-hmm. head, and he's jamming the brush in his throat. <laughs> like he's plunging a toilet. And it's just – then the blow-up doll is just sitting there with her mouth open waiting for you know whatever goes in there. It's crazy. Nice. I'm on this, yeah. It's back and better than ever, baby. It's called plastic, <laughs> and the I in plastic is the the letters are very rounded and and plasticky. They're, they have a sheen to them, mm-hmm. but the I has a woman's profile, like a neck coming out of the top of the eye, and there's a profile like the blow up doll. It's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're cute. I love this shit. You see, a retired serial killer, you never retire. Take it from me. Um, <laughs> but got it. I got to get this. I love to take it from me. Take it from me. I've killed. <laughs> so what else do we have? We have, I want to, again, I'm going to throw the ball in your court because I talked about this book when it first came out and then David got on it, but you have yet to read it. And now it's in its third volume. I think, we both read the first, I think we both read the first volume. Did we? I never read the second until just now. Oh, uh, I think the second is better than the first. I think... Uh, you don't? Mm-mm. I think... I, I don't because the second needs the first. I think the first is so pure and it's and so beautifully creative. Um, I I think I would have enjoyed the first just had that been the only time I was ever I ever experienced that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Now we are of course talking divinity from Valiant, mm-hmm. and um, the the fact that Jason is on it is is all kinds of awesome. Yep, uh, I do. We have had. We're we're currently in the midst of Divinity three, but in um, Divinity, uh, the backstory is it's Cold War. The Russians send out three uh, cosmonauts to ex- mm-hmm. explore the furthest reaches of known space. They just they just go on this long mission. And so basically, everybody that they've known on Earth uh, have expired. 
during this mission. Um, but on the mission, they encounter a thing called the unknown. And uh, in volume one, Abram Adams is exposed exposed to the unknown. And he basically becomes the Dr. Solar of the Valiant Universe. Like limitless powers can can tweak time and reality and matter. I mean, this guy's a powerhouse. Um, but what he didn't – you see, when they were training him for the program, his Achilles heel, like with Superman, how do you – get your thumb on a being this powerful. Well, mm-hmm. when, when he was in the, the, the program, they had to relinquish all worldly desires, um, the flesh being the top one. And yet Abram fell in love with a woman who was pregnant. And then, you know, they've, they're, they're gone. He, he basically gave them up to go on the mission. Yep. Uh, and that's his Achilles, the the wife and the daughters. He he kind of manipulates reality to um, commune with with these two uh, beings. And uh, like like Jason said, the first one is basically a self contained series because Unity's brought in. You get the you get the a bird's eye view of the Valiant Universe in in Unity. Um, they're brought in to contain him, and they they basically imprison him. They put him in a bubble. He, they, they, he, his mind is manipulated to where he, uh, he's comfortable. He doesn't want to, you know, cause any shit. And he's basically sequestered in this bubble away from everything because he's that powerful. It's like the Hulk. You got to shoot him into space to get rid of him. Well, divinity, a- Abram is even worse because he has, he's much more massively powerful than the Hulk. And this guy could do basically anything. Yeah, he's basically a god. I mean, it seems like he can control matter, whatever he can think of, he can make it happen. And we're introduced to him on Earth is that he shows up in Australia. And he uh, there's a, a U.S., I guess, Navy SEAL team that's tracking him. And uh, he gives them all what they most want in life. Yep. So he turns one guy into a bird. He reunites another guy with his wife and kid. Um, he's, he's basically a god. He's like Molecule Mate. He do whatever he wants, basically. Yeah. Which but, is a scary thought. It, exactly, but Ava, uh, the wife, that's that's the 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 chains that they can shackle Abram with. And um, in issue in in series two, we find out that um, Abram wasn't the only one to survive the ordeal. Yeah, Mishka did. Now you t- tell me about tell me about uh, volume two. Well, so to your point, I mean, we find out quickly in the first series that, I mean, we, we really, the first series is basically largely told through the lens of, 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 uh, Abram. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, they sort of loosely mention in the beginning that he's one of three finalists for a special mission. Right. And he assumes it's going to be to go to the United States because they're Russian and to win the Cold War and be like a deep, deep cover spy. Um, and then we find out, like you said, it's this mission to go into space. But, you know, as we go along, we find out that not only does he go, but all three finalists go. So there's a woman named Mishka and there's another gentleman named, um, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Casimir? Uh, Casimir. Casimir, yeah. exactly. And all three, they get to a point 
where there's this gigantic blue energy field of some type, they, they, they kind of think of it's like the edge of the universe, I guess. And for some reason, they all are compelled to break orders and come out of their little spheres all at once. And Abram, for some reason, takes his mask off in deep space, which would be instant death. But he somehow senses that it's okay to do that, and he gets imbued with these powers. And in the meantime, the other two do not take their masks off, and they're like, what's going on? And he's overwhelmed because of his wife and, 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 and child to essentially immediately head back to Earth and essentially leaves them for dead. I mean, he leaves them, like, however far out in space by themselves. And in... And you never see them again for the re- no, right. remainder of the original series. Right. You never so see in, in Volume 2, Abram has been contained, if you will, thanks to Unity. And by the way, did you guys... Uh, Unity was a series, right? Did you read that? Hell yes. yeah. Yeah. It was good. That was uh, the yeah. Braithwaite. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, but Unity is like a super team of Exo Man of War, Ninjak, um, Eternal Livewire. Yep. Yeah, and Eternal War. Um, by the way, Ninjak, I've read very little of, but he seems like a badass. Oh, he is. I've been yeah. telling you to read Yes, he is. You have. I know you have. I know. Oh, my God. I'm slow, dog. I'm slow. <laughs> um, I'm coming around, though. i got a Ninjak hardcover. I'm sitting here staring at me. Awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so so he's been caged up, if you will, and things are kind of status quo again. And um, we find out that uh, he was not the only one. They, they somehow, the other two crash landed or something on some kind of strange alien planet with strange life forms and they're kind of dying they're kind of trapped they don't know what to do so she's like you know what he just basically took his mask off and embraced it and I'm going to do the same thing and sure enough she does she takes her mask off and and she pukes this red energy just like he did and she becomes just like him and uh, she's a bad bitch Whereas Abram's got like a heart, she's straight Black Widow style KGB from yeah, Jump. She's, she's all all for the, the, the all for Mother all Russia. for the yeah. cause. Yep. She, she is the one who because even Casimir had somebody back home because yep. you know we're human. The heart wants what mm-hmm. the heart wants, but she was like straight up. No, this was the program. We yep. we were told not to, and that's what I did. Although there is something that. Um, kind of tethers her back to yeah humanity in some way shape or form right but so she she total gangsters up and she's like well listen uh much love and all casimir but i need to get back home so i'm gonna use your body as a battery yeah she fucks him up that's so she fucking basically impales him on the front of her ship and uses him as a battery to get back to earth which is pretty fucking grimy but um but yeah so she gets back to earth and because she is 100 percent about the mission of mother russia Whereas Abram was really trying to use his power for benevolence and just give everybody what they wanted, um, he he opts for a different. She opts for a different path. She she wants to somehow use her powers to change the change the universe or change our Earth's history and make it so that uh, Russia, you know, takes over as the power. And she first meets Putin in the modern times, and then she goes back and talks to Gorbachev, and she talks to Stalin, and and she can't quite change things. And so 
Abram very hilariously pops out of his cell, and they're like, whoa, how'd you escape? And he's like, y'all, this is, I've never been trapped in my whole life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, honestly, I've enjoyed it here, but it's like, so he's like, I'm going to go find her. And he tries to intervene and tell her, and basically he explains to her, he's almost like the ghost of Christmas past. He's following her around, and she's getting annoyed. And he's like, listen, you know, and she tries to kill him a bunch, and he keeps coming back. And he's like, you can't kill me. I can't kill you. Like, we're gods. But she doesn't, she's, it's not for lack of trying. And, and she's trying to do all these things in history, different points of history, and he's like, listen, we are gods. We have this amazing power, but we can't change history. You know, we 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 can we can. He's like, his, if history is a book, we can maybe smudge the the margins, or or we can maybe erase a letter, but we can't we can't change the majority of history. We don't have that power. And she's just not trying to hear it because in her mind, like, how could she have? How could she come back to Earth as a god and not be able to fulfill her mission for Mother Russia? And then one part I wanted to ask you guys, at some point, somehow in the second series, some way, she manages to change the future. Mm-hmm. That's where don't the, quite ever explain how. No, that's, well, she has basically <laughs> the same problems with, uh, the same powers as Abram with time and reality, but that's where the disconnect is with me. Like, I said to David on Slack, I don't, yeah. I, there's a leap between two and three that I'm not following. Like in mm-hmm. two, okay, it it seems to be isolated, uh, where you know the 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 Stalin verse does appear in Times Square, and you have all Russian on the you mm-hmm. know the, the 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 big signs and lights and everything, but Abram has appeared in Imperium, another Valiant series. Oh, okay. And so that there's never they never hinted that the status quo in Imperium was that Russia has pervaded the globe as they do in the third volume of this, which is called Stalinverse. And it yeah. may it may be a status quo that we're all going to have to deal with pretty soon. But um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, the Putinverse. Um, in in Divinity Three, there's a timeline. Like Russia has eclipsed the globe, it's Russia has yeah. absorbed most of Britain or Europe, uh, the Asia, um, the Soviet Union in 1949 dropped a, an atom bomb on Tokyo, ending the war for Asia. In uh, 51, the U- this is 1951. In 1951, the USSR installs Joseph McCarthy as a puppet president of the United States. Holy shit, Matt Kent. Right? Really? Like, you know, that's what I was thinking. I, I don't know. I think. I wish the, we could get that motherfucker on here. No, seriously. I, I don't know if the divine portion of this series was Matt Kent knowing what was going to go down because it is extremely fortuitous for Valiant to be publishing a series like this at this time. It's almost prescient. Right. It is. Um, in, in 1987. And there's a nice little riot happening at Berkeley <laughs> right on the first page of the third volume. Yeah. You're right. Because of the, the, the Muslim ban. Um, and, and, uh, who shows up to, to knock the shit out of the protesters? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. And Bloodshot. Yeah, looking badass dude, shaved head. He's working for the, for the Fodland. And that's so far what we've seen of Divinity 3. It's basically, yeah, this is how the status quo has changed. Bloodshot works for Colin King. Colin King is is Russian. Colin King being um, Ninjak. Um, Peter Stanchek is is David's favorite Valiant character. I had to yeah, say that. Peter Stanchek? Peter Stanchek. He loves him. 
Who is uh, it? Harbinger. He's, he's the, oh, oh. arguably the most powerful Sayat in the Valiant universe. Oh, wait, there's, oh, cause I saw Harada in the book. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Harada's in okay. it, but, um, Harada is known as the most powerful Sayat, but Peter Stanchek, I think really maybe. Okay. Peter Stanchek. He's tight, tight, right with the with the skills. In in the current Valiant universe, what we're looking at in Harbingers and um, you know, Renegades, a Sayat is a latent, like a mutant that hasn't reached puberty. Yeah. A Sayat hasn't gained their pro their powers, and it's very dangerous to try and push those powers out, whether surgically or you know, uh, mentally. Peter Stanchek has an almost 100% success rate with igniting Psyots, whereas not even Toyo Harada had that. So he's very yeah. he's very valuable. Um, and in this, he makes um, most of the um, protesters just kill themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not loyal to the fatherland or the, the motherland, here, uh, walk into this, this lake and they all drown. And he didn't want to do it. That's the thing. Colin's like, you know, I feel bad, but that you had to do that. But you know, it's 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 all for the the cause. And and you stepped up, and thank you very much. And Colin has to grill every one of his operatives. Yeah. Like, what are your like feelings? Eric. Yeah. What are your feelings toward the Soviet Union, Peter? And they all say the same thing. Yeah. The motherland is all. I live my XO, life. They got XO. They got yeah. Russia. They got yeah. yeah. Well, I th the, the XO is great because XO has. Um, somebody embedded yeah, yeah, yeah. embedded in his 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 staff, uh, yeah. which is really cool. Well, I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, Shadow Man. He he's right. he's embedded in in. Um, well, yeah, now explain that to me because I know next to nothing about Shadow Man. Okay. Um. Oh my bad. Am I exhausting you? No, you know? no. I'm just trying to. Shadow Man is basically the Doctor Strange of the the Valiant Universe. But okay. it's he's whereas Strange can can travel the astral realm. Shadow Man's more the the dark side. The the mm -hmm. the, the dark. What's the name of it, David? The is it's the dark realm, right? That keeps pop a uh, dead side. Sorry. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah he can tra yeah, he can travel the dead side. And there's things in the dead yeah. side like that big crab creature that try and push into our reality. No, it's not my bad. I was just trying to make it enticing for you, so I used a Marvel character. Mm -hmm. But um, Eric is full on under their thumb. Mm -hmm. What's that thing that he pulled out of the pen and ate? Is that a pill, do you think? Colin ate? Yes. Um, but for what, though? Is he trying to... I think it might be something that keeps him... Remembering the actual reality. So you think there's some kind of psionic thing going on where they're all being duped into thinking this is the status quo? Well, he is. Yes, Colin's the only one. He he's he's the um. Nobody else remembers a world where the Soviet Union collapsed mm -hmm. or free America. They, mm -hmm. they don't remember the United Kingdom. So Colin is aware, as is Harada. Um, he's not going to be of any use though, which makes me wonder if Stanchek, if Stanchek is as or more powerful than Harada and Harada knows that this isn't right. 
Because when Stanchek is talking to Colin, he's crying. He's crying. Yeah, he's remorseful. Yeah. So I think that Peter is aware that this he's going along with it. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that he is not. Um, he's he's not all in like Bloodshot and and Eric. Um, so he may be aware that something else is uh, that this isn't real. Um, the and and oh and, and of course Abrams as well because when he goes to visit him in the um, in the institute in the asylum he. Uh, Right. Well, he can't. He's, he's a mess. Right, but that's because he is. He, he's kind of forced to be a mess. Now, I don't. I read the. Um, I read the two issues of this and the. Um, Tell me, Commander Bloodshot. The, the Commander Bloodshot and the Ericsson Revolution. Um, the the Commander Bloodshot, as most things, I find. With Crane, it's a quick read. No, it's it's just yeah, no, it 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 flew by because it's just it's. Don't say the it, D word. What was I going to say? Dark. Yes, uh, you always do. Why would you say that? It's not dark. Oh, not at all. I just couldn't make out characters. Um, I like the uh, I like the American version of of Bloodshot, um, who's of course all talk, but. Yeah, well, he, he doesn't have the nanites, and right, and uh, yeah, he's basically he's basically Captain America without anything that makes him Captain America. He's so stupid, though. If you go up against yes. a character like Bloodshot, who can regrow like sections of his body, you lop his his, mm-hmm. his head off, he's not going to die. Like he, the nanites will pull it together, and you're you're calling him Snow White. Like how stupid are you? I know. And yeah, you're right. Uh, the, the bloodshot issue, of course, had magic and it had festival and it. So there's the, there's the connection there. But I I think it's pretty much how it's presented. I don't think I I don't think we have to really. Um, I don't think there's any major guessing game between Divinity Two and Divinity Three. We we're, mm-hmm. we're told a timeline, and this is. I mean, we're we're dealing. It's not like. Some it's not like onslaught happened, and Franklin Richards just turned everybody into heroes mm-hmm. reborn. We have it's we have these two omnipotent characters, beyonder like characters who are having this battle. One of them, Samantha, her nose, and 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 now we're in this 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 world where. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just it. it this isn't a line wide event. This is just mm-hmm. this is this is another divinity chapter. So, but do, um, don't you care to like? Okay, we're reading this right, and it's awesome, right. and it's this this mm-hmm. this self contained status quo. But all this other stuff is going on in the Valiant universe. Is right. that? But is that a different? Is that another timeline? Like, how is this happening? Or is it concurrent? Is this a well? I, think we're, a, I mean, we're to believe that it's uh, it's it's because of um, the third cosmonaut, right? Because yes, because when um, because and he somehow he actually isn't having no, her body. Chef, who the hell who, who demanded it? Putin? Someone? Someone demanded? Someone? Yeah, yeah right. So and she's she, like, no, I, I want to keep him inside. And he's like, no, and then she, and then that's he literally my, like pours out of the back of her body. Yeah, my wife always says that. I just want to keep him inside me. 
but no, but, but I mean, Vince, you're asking this as if like you haven't read a bunch of issues of Batman where he's in Detective and Batman and Justice League. Right, of America. but I don't care about that. I, I mean, okay, this is this is the Valiant is, Universe. I I gotta know. All right, so fine. So it's on a different pedestal, but it's it, it yes, just because Bloodshot USA is still happening. It's not like we have to. You're, this is all, and because so these, this could these, have this been character. prevented. At one point, this is going to be prevented. I'm guessing all this stuff, and so then it will right. right. So this could have been a what would have happened had all this not been prevented. Or it mm-hmm. did. It's just you. No, nobody's going to remember it. But see, then I think about the Red Brigade here. They're talking mm-hmm. about this Red Brigade that certain characters from this thing are going to be inserted into the Valiant Universe. And then it's like, oh, well, then how could this have happened? Like Red Legend. That's she's going to be in the Valiant Universe after this is all over. Mishka? No, Red Legend. No, no, no. The um, they um. Uh... The, the women that are teamed up with with Mishka that um, are in a double page spread. Yeah, like Baba Yaga. Oh, right. yeah. But, but, but the, the, the woman specifically um, known as Red Legend, she's going to make the the jump from this series to the Valiant Universe. Well, how do you know that? Because I read it somewhere. Oh, okay. Like a dummy. I read it on the internet. It's got to be. You've never seen her before. Nope. No, no. These are all uh, like like Cassidy to Deathless. These are all um. All new characters. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember these from. Valiant 1.0. The um, the Eric story is kind of fucked up. I didn't read, I didn't that. read that. No, I didn't read it. Um, I only read Divinity three, one, and two. Okay. The. But how how about that hair sign though? So freaking good, dude. So good, it's ridiculous. I like it's it's off putting at first, but I like the way I like the gap that he inserts between the eyes. They're yeah. way they're way too far apart, but it works for him. Mm-hmm. It, it's, yeah, I don't mind it. It's yep. somewhat it's exaggerated, but I don't mind it's it. very exaggerated, but I like it a lot. Yep. David, do you yeah. like that? I, I I like his faces. The only time it um, things looked a little. Um, people in jackets or suits, especially when he's leaving Abram at the um, at the institute. It's like his 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 head is yeah small, and his body just looks all long and and droopy. But I mean, that's again, I mean, that's not that's that's not. The, unfortunately, it's its own little panel. But I mean, that's not where your eyes drawn to for that, that. That's not moving the story along. So it's but as far as his faces and things like that. Um, no, it's it. He's Divinity One looked amazing. Divinity Two was really strong. Um, maybe because of the time between two and three, um, he didn't have as much breathing room. Because don't forget, I mean, he did like he didn't do all of Class War, and that was however many issues. So I mean, he there are times where he's he may not be the fastest guy. And I'm hoping because these are just four issues that, um, you know, we'll get, I'm pretty sure we'll get, he did the first two completely. So I'm pretty sure we'll get all four from him on this, but. but it, it may uh, be a matter of locale too, because in the first two, you had all these different fantastic elements. You had the vastness of space and the alien world with the, with the, the different plants and stuff. And, and yeah, it flip flop between, um, reality and you know the cosmos whereas divinity 3 is basically just 
superpowered beings running around beating the crap out of each other so far. There's really yeah. nothing about the locale that's fantastic in this thing. Mm-hmm. So we have – do we know which four one-shots we're getting? Because we have Eric, we have Bloodshot. We're probably going to have, what, Harbinger or at least Stanchik since we saw – Maybe EXO, just because we're getting a new EXO series after this. Well, we already saw that was um, Eric, Son of the Revolution. Oh, that's EXO? Yep. Okay. I didn't read it, so I don't know. Um, because there's only four four um, on the Red Planet. There's, um, aside from um, Red Legend and Cossidy to Deathless, there's Pioneer and Baba Yaga. Right, I think so those, are, those are your four backups. There's mm-hmm. a Shadow Man one shot. There would be. I, I was. I thought there may there may be since um, he was there with, with yeah, Exo. Divinity three, Shadow Man, and the Battle of New Stalingrad, and it's by um, Scott Brian Wilson and Robert Gill. So there you go, um, but. I don't know what the fourth one would be. Maybe, uh, maybe Harbinger. Yeah, that would make sense, right? Yeah, that would make sense because right. of because of uh, or Ninjak. I don't know because he's basically. He's a, so what's worse, the Ninjak? Ninjak is is a British dude, but he's also a ninja. He yes. was, he was raised by a pair of uh, assassins. His mother and father were assassins, oh, okay. and she got pregnant. And the and, father was an asshole. And yeah, and they were just like, fuck it, let's kill it. And she's like, no, nah, I want to, I want to raise it. Was, and, um, was, what? That was probably my favorite part of the, uh, of the second book was as they're running away and escaping, uh, the, the, he, he completely forgot that Ninja L ever existed. <laughs> yeah. It was like she just completely, Wiped him. By the time I got to the airplane, I didn't even know that there was ever, and because it's it's not necessarily it's it's like Weapon X, Jason. He's not necessarily Ninjak. He's Ninja K. He's just the eighth or whatever. Oh, so that's why Ninja L gets killed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like James Bond. It's like what if James Bonds were ninjas? It's more like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, because yeah, he has a lot of money at his disposal. He's, yeah, a right. lot of gadgets, and but he's an extremely adept fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taken down, you know, superpowered threats, and he doesn't really have any powers other than his training. But he's cool. yeah, he's 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 in the he's hella smart though because I mean he's handling himself, putting himself well amongst gods. He's he's very much that that Batman Black Panther mold where he's always mm-hmm. thinking. The next few steps, yeah, yeah. Uh, how to get out of something. Yeah, it's a good way to describe Batman by way of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. You're good. You're all right. Thanks. Oh, the I think the next uh, the other Stalin verse book is the Origin of the Red Legend. Okay. No, that's. Oh no, that's in the back of um, Bloodshot. Bloodshot, yeah. So Cassidy is in the back of. XO. Right. I'm trying. I'm so searching the Baba Yaga the or Pioneer. Site. Yeah. There may be stingy with the, what's coming out because it's not on the first page of their site. And I really don't want to look at it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, this this is a great little um, arc they have with these three miniseries, I think. 
I, I, a fucking beast, man. He is. He's, he's phenomenal. I think, though, after Stalinverse, I think they should retire the concept. Like, keep um, Abram in the Valiant Universe, maybe in Red Legend. Like, maybe one or two characters. Was he in the Valiant Universe prior to this? No. No, no Divinity no. was his first appearance. No, no, okay. yeah. No, he's Solar. They can't get the rights to Solar. It's like Savage. Oh, is that right? They can't get the rights to Savage, so they they no, Turok. So, Turok, so they made so, Savage. They oh, can't get the, yeah. So he's so basically this is what Solar is. Y- yeah, super powerful like that. Yeah. Cool. But Kent's doing. I mean, he he made it unique to this incarnation of the Valiant Universe. It's good stuff. Kent's a beast. Uh, Guy's so humble too. Every every time you you read something of him on like social media or you see a picture of him, he's just like, yeah, I'm an ordinary dude that just likes to tell great stories. Yep. Yeah. It's true. So um, I was looking at the clock on the wall here. I lost my Windows Explorer, so huh. I don't have my eleven twenty five. Mm, yeah, we're we're nearing the end. We we really can't get into Department H this week. No, okay. No, it's just fine for next week because we have, um, aside from Department H, we have something else which will hopefully do it. Do it now. Do it now. Well, if you want to play along next week, um, aside from catching up on Department H because I'm about two issues behind, we are, as a united front, we're going to talk about Rumble. Rumble, yes! Mm-hmm. John Goody and James Harron, and I loved the first arc and uh, started the second and then just um, hadn't finished it yet. So now I think we're up to like issue 15 or so. So um, There's so much to read, though. Is, I mean, it's not really our fault. No, it's not. No, it's, but it's, and it's, it's, I'm glad. It, it's not that there's so much to read. There's so much good shit to read. So it's, it, well, it, it is a, what? If you want to get picky. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you can read whatever, but, um. You can read Larfleys, but. <laughs> no, you could. <laughs> and you I absolutely did. can. And I did. That's, that's on you. <laughs> if you want to read LOL Fleas, that's fine. But there's Stop. Just, um, it's a good book. No, I'd save it for your, your travels because then we can hear about it. But uh, okay, I will. All right, then. but no, it's um. Do you? <laughs> so yeah, so Department H, Rumble, um, and I need to flip through that new Moby Dick book. So so good. Oh, is it? <gasps> oh, it, it's it's a. Um, I think you got to clean up after that last one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it. Is it faithful to the novel? Fucking wonderfully so. Really? Yeah, even so much so that the first couple, it's it's deliberately slow in the beginning. It's okay. How, oh yeah, no, absolutely. How, I mean, it, it's how, what's the page count? Two hundred something. Two nice. You know, Two hundred fifty. Cool. So the art is amazing. I I don't know if you're going to be in love with the uh word balloons, Vince. Oh, is it can type? No, no, it, it, the lettering is good. It's the word balloons themselves. Okay. Well, I'm not yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. You you let off um 
the the slack with Nova. Are you guys going to talk about Nova or no? Well, he read the third issue. I haven't finished the second. Yeah, Dap's, uh, Dap hasn't. Dap's still in the number two, so. Oh, so yeah. I, I, good. I, um, you don't want those images in the. Uh... No, I'll save them for next week. Okay. Um, so take it away. Talk about and something. Then, and then maybe. Um, well, maybe I'm, next I'm week. exhausted. I got all, I, everything I read that we talked about. Except for Nova. So. Vince needs to catch up on the uh, Batman and Superman, too. Yeah, yep. Um, I'm weird. I don't like to read Superman digitally. I, <laughs> I wait until I, I get my, my physical copies before I read it. But, okay. you know. Well, the, I do believe the multiplicity arc concluded with issue 16 this week. Oh, damn. I didn't even get the first part of that yet. I think there's only like four parts. Yeah, my okay. box comes um, probably Monday. Sweet. What me, with me being a, a once a month guy, me too. But yeah. you always get yours before me. You're closer than I. Isn't that weird? Not really. They're in Indiana. I'm telling you, I'm I'm my my orders from this uh, preview on are going to be very different than they have been over the past year. Yeah. Well, I dropped all the books that DC was raising to three ninety nine. Okay. Supergirl, um, mm-hmm. Super Sons. I dropped Superwoman, which I hated to do because I like the book a lot. If the trades are are, reason, mm-hmm. are reasonable, maybe I'll go in on that. And I think I'm going to shift that money that I spent on DC over to Dark Horse and Image. Okay. It's funny how uh, a, a, an increase of a dollar could change mm-hmm. change your entire um, order around. Uh. Well, it's a, I mean, it's not a dollar. It's a percentage, right? It's because it's a dollar per book. So Right, right. And, and as I'm going through the previews, you know me and my love of classic comic strips, right? Have you, mm, noticed, yes. have you noticed the trend? If it's a classic comic, like, say, Mandrake or Popeye. Not, well, not so much Popeye. But um, he, the, the ones that, that, that have been around forever, that have been reprinted a number of times, the collections currently in the previews are astronomical. Like, forget about Little Nemo and Slumberland. You cannot touch those. They're like $200 a book. Damn. $150, $200 a book. It's like, this stuff is, you're not paying a whole lot of royalties for this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and most of the creators, if not all of them, are dead. Like, where, where's the, why are these collections so expensive? Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Because they would all be on my list with with. Don't know, bro. I don't understand how how they decide to release a a, um, a compilation of a strip that's been out of the out of the eye for like decades, and it's it's like seventy dollars for the book. Who the hell's going to mm-hmm. buy that? I don't. I don't know. Don't know. Maybe it's just sour beans because they're they're expensive and I can't buy them. I don't know. I haven't decided. Either way, I'm not getting them. Yeah. Yeah. But there you go. So what are you going to talk the about? The life of a comic order. Well, it's it's bittersweet because the, when the previews comes, it's a glorious moment. And as I go through it, it's mm-hmm. like it's like sacrificing my children. Eh, can't get that one. <laughs> can't get that. You know, it's too much. What's your budget do you usually? Like, do you try and have a certain amount or is it just... Well, before, when I was working, it was like... 
I like to mm-hmm. keep it around 150. Okay. Any more than that, and I'm just buying shit I don't need. And what about now? Um, I try and keep it below 100. Okay. And I usually get there. Like, there's some months that I'm like 75, and there's others that I, you know, go maybe 105, 110. But I don't like to do that because I'm not working. So. I have no idea how I could do that. It's it's all. Um, most, yeah, it's prioritizing when you yeah, really it's, want. Yeah, it's right? just yeah. the most desired stuff, and I have to ask myself: Do I really need this? Like, yeah, I would love to have mm-hmm. all of the DC um, Rebirth collections, but I have them digital, and 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 mm-hmm. so, and and the majority of the super books physical. So it's like, why would I need more collections? Yeah, it's redundant. I get it. Yeah. It's, uh, you have more discipline than I do, though. I, do, well, I, I don't know about that. I just, I don't have the resources. If I was working again, shit, maybe I would go all hog wild, but we'll see. Yeah, man, I just order what looks good, let it stack up in the regime. <laughs> and it is a massive regime. It's good to be the king. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I don't think about that actually. Okay. <sighs> All right, so I'm bringing it home. Yes. All right, um, you guys are going to have to vamp for a second because my copy of Larfleas is over on the table behind me. No, oh my god! I got to go get it. So go how ahead. is that not clutched to your breast? It should be right. But yes. It, yeah. Go ahead. Give me like two minutes. Not even two. It's crazy. So you really want the Patriots this Sunday? I don't want them. I, I think they're going to win, but I, I mean, I really have no vested interest in either team. So I think so. Yeah, it's, I mean, Patriots are favored. Patriots are obviously the dynasty. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I guess, I'd rather see someone. I'd rather see someone win, win five Super Bowls, and be like, so I'm witnessing greatness, than I would like to some random team win a Super Bowl. You know. I get you. That's kind of where I'm coming in at it. But you get them. I would say I would say most people want the Patriots. I uh, want the Falcons to win, just because they all hate the Patriots. They're tired of the Patriots. Yeah, stuff. But and I get that too. You talking Super Bowl? Yes, sir. Vamping, oh, baby. Oh man, my son has people coming over. Like, oh, yeah? like his buddies. Yeah. Nice. Well, he's twelve. He's in the zone. What's that? He loves football. What does the 12 have to do? He's a, he's a little boy. <laughs> well, people have people in the Super Bowl for the rest of their lives. Like, like, a, like, a, like, a, like I said. Like I said. Hey, everybody. If you would like to uh, get your comics dirt cheap and get them delivered right to your door, there's only really one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your books delivered right to your door without just plunking on the keyboard it's an amazing amazing service and you should uh, do yourself a, a solid and take part of it because it's there's only one place to go in your travels <laughs> i read i've been sitting on this for a while but i said screw it because um i indulge myself from time to time i know my brothers don't enjoy this stuff but i do very much written by keith giffen and J.M. DeMatteis, they're a great team. Illustrated by Scott Collins. The whole thing is by Collins. 
with uh, color art by Mike Atia. It's Larfleys, Volume 2. Who? Volume 2. This is the end of the series, unfortunately. Um, at the end of the first volume, Larfleys' butler. Uh, someone absconded with Larfleys' butler, Stargrave. And he wants him back because Larfleys is all about the greed. You can't take anything away from Larfleys that belongs to him. Um, the avarice is uh, amazing. And in doing so, in going after his, his butler, he manages to incur the wrath of the a family, which is not a big thing. But um, this family, the house of Tuath Dan, they're all gods. And he manages to piss them off, all of them, mm-hmm. in, in a manner of ways. And um, hilarity ensues. It's a wordy bitch. Big, mm-hmm. su- big surprise, right? Coming from Giffen and, and DeMatteis. There's a lot of dialogue in this book. But, um, David, you, uh, if, if um, Larflees wasn't your favorite lantern already, um, there's one there's, – there's an appearance – of a lantern of the green. Um, yep. Gnort's ah. in here. Yep. Gnort shows up. There's this one planet of uh, clockwork people, automatons, and um, mm-hmm. Larfleys inadvertently saves them. And at one point, they had made an agreement with a green lantern. Should they ever be in need, the lantern would come back. And mm-hmm. you don't know who it is. And at one point in the book, it's like, bingo, it's Gnort. So you have nice. basically Gnort and Larflees. And it's, it's, it's funny. And, um, I think this, this series could have gone on longer, but unfortunately sales didn't warrant it. It's just feel good, fun comics. There's, there's no pretense involved. There's mm-hmm. no, no massive, um, continuity to to absorb. It's just a self-contained um, story of, about uh, the last Orange Lantern. Is I believe mm-hmm. he is the last, right? Because he's the living power battery now. He never has to charge the ring. I don't know. And the ring talks to him and is very sarcastic, as as you know, Larfleeze's ring would be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's 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 fun. If you like Scooby Apocalypse, you'll love this. It's it's cut from the same cloth. A lot of dialogue, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of fun, uh, beautifully drawn. It's Giffen and Mateus. What more can I say? Aww. Yeah. I love these things. I follow these 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 guys everywhere. Justice League three thousand. Just if it's got the G and the Demateus on it, I'll read it. Love it, that G. Jam. Ah, in your trails, you know what? I'll, I'll um, two things real quick. One of which will kind of, sort of, not really tie into what Vince just talked about. Um, the second issue, which I started and have to finish, of Star Trek Green Lantern, um, subtitled um, Stranger Worlds. Has, uh, picks up right where we left off with the artifact known as the Manhunter, uh, that Sinestro and Hal Jordan were fighting over at the mm-hmm. end of the first issue. Um, but in your travels, this is 
take a page out of Jason's book and recommend something that you may be interested to watch. Um, I just finished it tonight, but um, For the Love of Spock, which is a documentary by Leonard Nimoy's son, Adam, where it talks about Leonard's life and the effect not just Spock had on on people um, around the world, but uh, but also Leonard Nimoy himself. And there were a few things that were that I remembered hearing about many, many, many years ago and uh, were reinforced and remembered. And there were a few things that obviously I wasn't privy to when they were happening, but it was, I, it, it's on Netflix. I finished it. I really, really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It's, it's a, um, it's about maybe 90 minutes or so, but, uh, it was quite enjoyable. Excellent. Um, in your travels, I'm not going to give you a comment because I don't have any more to give you. Um, but I'm going to tell y'all that uh, a cartoon that we were all very fond of wrapped up tonight. What? Adventure Time. Adventure Time. Oh, it was, this was the last oh, one? Tonight was the last night, and I watched it with my boys before we recorded. And uh, so, so you watched that? You didn't watch regular show? I have it on the DVR. <gasps> That's very telling. No, it isn't actually. I, I literally was in here reading Divinity, and they were like, "Dad, can we watch Adventure Times finale before you do your show?" And I said, "Okay." All so right. I ended up watching it. With, I haven't watched it in oh, years, but okay. but uh, but it was sweet. It was sweet and a very a very nice ending. Um, yeah, man. It, it like I got them feels. Oh yeah. So I like, I like the feels. Yeah, the feels, man. Speaking of cartoons, you you started the Voltron, David. Did you start it yet? Yes, I, I did start the Voltron. I will. Oh my god! You know what I saw? Passengers. Oh, I didn't. It's very good. That's cool. It looks good. I won't say anything if you didn't see it yet. That's my idea. I also saw um, Jupiter Rising, which is oh uh, with Mila, which is wait, or is that a sentence? No, it's it's. I think it's Jupiter Rising. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But there are there's you neat, terrible though. Yeah, there's neat things in the movie, but the entire movie's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, visually it's it's beautiful. No, oh, it is Jupiter ascending. It is ascending. It is ascending, right? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, yeah my, You're thinking of the American pop duo consisting of Jesse Payo and Spencer Neasy. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, to Wikipedia. It, it's it's a fun superhero movie, but it's not a superhero movie, mm-hmm. right? So take it for, for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know who it's by, though, right? Yeah, the Wachowski yeah. Bros. That's why I watched no, it. No, no, don't say Bros. Oh, it's family. Just, bros. The, the, yeah, I mean now the Wachowski family. Yeah, Sorry, it's just uh, well, the sisters. The sisters now, but yeah. Wait, both? Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're both. They were brothers. Both now they're just yeah. Wow! I while, didn't... while they while they weren't both you know that? no Wachowskis, but now yeah, I guess yeah. you could say the sisters. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's cray. They're both married. No, they're not married. I thought one of them was okay. Oh, maybe one of them is, but yeah. Good for them. Yep. Hey, man, you do you, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about. And oh, you yeah. saw Split. He saw Split. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, 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 I did. 
So you say, someone says, can I say this without spoiling anything? It, Why it, 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 no, it ties into an, a previous movie that he made. He yeah, said it, that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the same universe as Unbreakable. Yep. How do we know this? Don't, don't worry about it. See the movie. Yeah, it's, well, you know it from the movie. How? You just do. Why do you see a... a Dude, uh, I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, but God you, damn. you know it's, there's the no... Shop un- is the it's unmistakable. Don't worry about it. It's unmistakable. All right. It's unmistakable. <laughs> Fuck. No, you got to know. I got to know. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us again this week. We love you so much for coming back, and we hope you do so again next week because we'll have more of this great stuff for you. And if you enjoyed any of this, do us a solid. Leave us an iTunes review or uh, a review somewhere else where you got this. And in the meantime, as always, because he really can't live without you, stop. Say goodnight. Toodle-oop. David. Good night. To you. <laughs> David. I love giving you the markers. See, I'm helping you. It totes doors. I am. I am. You want to do another three hours right now? Put, mm-hmm. out, put out two episodes this week? I'm just, down. Just so we don't have to do it next week? Let's just talk about, we got to talk about Rumble and Department H, though, so. Right. Yes. All right. It's worth waiting for. So come back. Undeniable, we belong together. Wow. This misses you. I do miss them when they're not here. I hear voices, but I, I, I it may be them, but I'm not sure. Right, where's your family at? Um, school and work. It's fucking 11:45 at night. Oh, you uh-huh. mean tonight? No, they're they're all upstairs watching something. They don't go to bed till like oh, two oh. o'clock in the morning. Yeah, so you could have watched. Afterwards, but whatever. Oh, it was good though. It was good. Uh, I'm sure Renee will tell me all about it. Yeah, it was good. Last week, not so good. This week, good. What? Like they had a hiatus. They came back a week later than they said they were going to come. Wow. They had the itis. Yeah, and the first episode back was crap. But Who this did this? Is... Wow. Bye. No, what? <laughs> what show are you talking about? This is Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. Oh God. What? That's what we're caught up with. I like nah, it. Dog. Come on. I would, you know, I watch things with my girls because I just like to spend time with them. It's either oh. Grey's Anatomy or some stupid ass reality show like My 600 Pound Life. Like, I can't watch that stuff. <laughs> I just can't. Why on earth would anybody watch that? Nina is a fiend for reality TV. Wow. Yep. I'll watch American yeah. Pickers because it's fun. <laughs> and you learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. But my six hundred pound life? No, I'm not. I can't. Mm-mm. Or teenage moms? I, why? Why mm-hmm. am I watching this? But she's she's nineteen. You shouldn't be. I don't. I don't. I just put on the grays. Watch that. Chandra, so what's the music this week? Cinderella. Chandra's a genius. What am I? Cinderella? No, no. We uh, <laughs> we're going in with um. Marilyn Manson, and we're coming out with Foreigner. Yes, Foreigner. All right. Maybe you can do Four Non Blondes next week. That's cool. I wouldn't hesitate to put Four Non Blondes in. Hmm. 
as opposed to some of the other shit you guys have suggested? Yeah, I'll go Oof. that way. <laughs> Oof. Uh, she's all, she's all excited that, uh, no, they weren't, that um, Beyonce's pregnant. What? She's all excited. My daughter loves Beyonce. Why would she care that she's pregnant? Oh, because she's her girl. Gives her hope. I said, what do you mean? I had to tell her. I said, did you hear about your girl? Who? You mean her girl who just got knocked up by a guy that's been cheating on her for years and she made an album about? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> that's what she – see, I don't want to get all – she was just like, but I thought they were having marital problems. I said, I don't know, Nina. I'm just telling you what I saw on the Facebooks that your girl has twins. And she's like, oh, she was Oliver Klempt and she had to look it up. She's like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. Like she loves mm-hmm. Beyonce. She loves her. Okay. So there you go. Cool. The awesome sauce. I guess. I don't know. So, yeah. All right. Bye. We love you. We're going. We're out of here. No more talk. Bye. Blinded by science, I'm on the run. Blinded by science, where do I belong? What's in the future? Has it just begun? Blinded by science, I'm on the Yeah.